What a week of professional wrestling. We've had SummerSlam, NXT TakeOver 36. We have debuts coming for AEW. We have contracts expiring. This is True Hill Heat 140, the summer of returns. Let's get to it. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom SP3. We are live on the True Hill Heat YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for True Hill Heat 140, the summer of returns. We're going to be talking about all of the latest wrestling news, including the big scoop of the week that Daniel Bryan will debut at AEW All Out next Saturday instead of Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City. We're going to talk about where Adam Cole will head to next now that he is officially a free agent changes confirmed to nxt do uh from the horse's mouth himself wwe president nick khan the returns of brock lesnar and becky lynch at SummerSlam. details behind both and why nbc usa and fox are upset by these returns and a certain return over on aew recap of SummerSlam nxt takeover 36 wwe Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Rampage, Impact, SmackDown, a whole full week of professional wrestling preview and predictions for NWA Empower and NWA 30, uh, 73rd Anniversary, plus much more. I am back once again with the resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Yes, sir, and it feels good to say, baby, the mana is back in the house. <laughs> Damn, that felt good to say. It's been too long in this bitch. It's been too long, too long. This means the recovery process is going well, ladies and gentlemen. And we don't have the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love with us this week, but we got someone who I've been wanting to get on this show for a very long time. One of the best interviewers in the professional wrestling media game. If you don't believe me, go ask Chris Hero himself. He has his own YouTube channel dedicated to his interviews. He does work for Post Wrestling, for the NWA podcast over on Post Wrestling. He is one of the young goats of this wrestling media game, Andrew Thompson. What's going on, brother? Sid and JJ, I appreciate y'all good brothers having me on. Also, shout out to that good man, Romeo, who, who's behind the camera, the man behind the plan. I appreciate y'all having me on the uh, True Hill Heat channel, man. Oh, man, I've been wanting to get you on for quite some time. We connected over on Steph Chase's uh, YouTube channel when we did a super card for AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. I did my best to give you a formal introduction, but please introduce yourself. Tell the people a little bit about what you do and why I had to have you on True Hill Heat, my brother. Uh, I write over at Post Wrestling. Uh, like you said, I do the interviews over my uh, Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. Uh, you go check out mo most of my stuff over there. Of course, my written work, like I said, over at Post. Uh, me, me and you connected uh, through uh, Steph Chase's YouTube channel, and then we was able to further connect through uh, through Uncle Nate, who we all know uh, <laughs> there was the uh, Nubian Advocates, uh, Nubian Wrestling Advocates podcast on Post Wrestling that you've been a part of quite a few times, along with that good man, Righteous Ridge. Shout out to him, man. But um, yeah, so we so we connected, man, just, uh, you know, talking some good graps, black people in wrestling, man. You know how we do it. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to be here. 
I'm excited to have you on, meet you, let you meet the crew, Top Guy JJ. Yes, as usual, Romeo is behind the scenes, so expect some memes throughout this uh, episode of uh, True Hill Heat whenever Romeo is in the production truck. This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our friends over at Warrior Wrestling. Congrats to the team over there for a a tremendous set of shows uh, for the stadium series throughout the summer. Their exceptional bit of uh, fan appreciation that they did at the latest stadium series which we were sponsors for uh as far as having one of the freelance students working the event pick up a fan that was stranded sit 15 minutes away from the show without an uber uh this was reported by dave melter i thought uh, it was excellent and it wasn't any surprise to us we know steve tortorella and the crew over there at warrior wrestling are just great at how they appreciate the fans also a big congratulations to thunder rosa on becoming the new Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion defeating Kylie Ray in in the True Hill Heat sponsored matchup at the Stadium Series. Our very own Stat King was there live to take a picture of Thunder Rosa's victory, and it was an emotional moment for her, winning more gold around the world. And we will continue our relationship with warrior wrestling coming up they got an event in october the sweet 16 already announced for that event brett the hitman Hart will be there live so you know our boy stag king in chicago will be there for warrior wrestling nice. so we will keep you updated on that event and of course as usual you know the the usual maintenance that we do here drop us a like share this video with all your wrestling fans friends and family on all your favorite social media platforms if you are new to the true hill heat youtube channel smash that subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content here over the SummerSlam week we want to say thank you we are very grateful to everyone who is already a, a subscriber or became a subscriber throughout the week over a hundred different um, subscribers we gained during SummerSlam week with our live content over seven days our SummerSlam watch along was the most viewed video in true hill heat youtube channel history 15k with top guy jj romeo and the crew watching SummerSlam live with you, you they even did the pacquiao fight our first time doing non-wrestling on this youtube channel because we were so appreciative of all the support so we want to thank everyone who is new to the channel, everyone that's been a part of the board, and we're pushing toward 2K at the end of this year. So help us along with that journey and share with a friend and tell them to subscribe as well. And if you're watching us on Facebook or Twitter, drop us a like, a heart emoji, an angry emoji, however the week of wrestling made you we, made you feel. There was a lot of different emotions, which we will get into. So let us know by you know your expressions there. And of course, there is the live chat. We got a whole bunch of people joining us already we got frantic world saying what's up true hill heat and chat we got um uh, marjo saying it's he it's he it's sp3 yes i am here and marjo also saying la mara mara is my shoot favorite wrestler right now she is mine as well and we want to know what you guys thought about all the latest wrestling news so let us know in the live chat and of course your super chats are greatly appreciated one dollar or more helps out the channel greatly we're trying to get mics for the whole crew different cameras and whatnot we're trying to help this channel grow even more so a super chat is greatly appreciated and we will highlight your comment and we highlight anyone who supports the true hill heat youtube channel that's why we start off every podcast with our true True Hill roll call coming in our top three conversation starters on the True Hills group page. Uh, coming in at number three, Argino Bismo. Coming in at number two, Jessica V. And coming in at number one again, top guy JJ, the Negro Buck, Nick Jackson. This ain't changing. 
This ain't changing. It. Like he, I'm telling, you, it's gonna be. He gonna hit like the. We gonna hit 173 in True Hill Heat. He's still gonna be there, like Goldberg. Like that's the only time we are gonna have a positive Goldberg reference on this show, probably. But that's Nick Jackson's pulling it off, man. He's pulling it off, Negro Buck style. The streak. <laughs> uh, the True Hills, we got to shout out Austin Hatsfield, Brown, Stewie Palmer, Matt the Misfit, Fala B, who uh, supported us throughout the whole week on the SummerSlam week. A YouTube subscriber highlight. We got Beep Boop saying on NX3 number 20, is Kyle O'Reilly's gimmick that he is a West Coast Canadian and you, my you, my boy Blue responded with, "I thought his gimmick was Sean from Boy Meets World." Um, <laughs> Andrew, Are either of them wrong. Bro, what do you think? A West Coast Canadian. <laughs> I guess that's what Cool Kyle is. Cool Kyle's a West Coast Canadian, and then I, I, uh, I don't know why that's so funny, but I, I, <laughs> West Coast Canadian. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny to me. That's why I had to highlight that one. Uh, Al Al Maddox said, "Truly, Romeo is just being a heel, talking about Romeo's spicy opinion that he liked Karrion Cross's new look on Monday Night Raw." He says, "No one with rational thought can think that this Cross stuff is even close to being good creatively." LOL. He said that on Rated Raw Superstars number fifteen. Andrew, <laughs> like I said, like I said, Romeo in the yeah, truck. I mean- I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, when he comes out to still no reaction, nobody gives a fuck. This clearly ain't working, bro. <laughs> what did you think about uh, Curry Cross's new look, Andrew? Man, I'm, it, it's, it's really been a dub for Cross since he lost to Jeff Hardy. Like, because the thing is, well, <laughs> 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 like, like, see, the, the thing is, like, once well, I, I think this all, like, this whole. Uh, trajectory down period for cross started when adam cole, when adam cole cut that promo on him because adam cole like it, it, it was it could be different if like i kind of compare it to when john cena and roman reigns had the thing in 2017 like cena yeah. he, he still grilled roman but he kept it within the context of like okay we still got this match to build to like adam cole just pulled every card from cross like you know he and he wasn't lying that, that's the thing he told like everything he said was factual so when people like really uh, got got to look at the promo and really broke it down. It just made Cross look bad, and then it made him. It made it funny to clown him. And then on top of that, you got him coming out on Raw looking like you know whatever. And then I um, I, I was listening to the um, the, the Verona Raw podcast that that John and Wade did, and something funny that he said it was like they they, they probably gonna end up start, just start calling him Cross, and then that that, 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 that that's when it's gonna go downhill. <laughs> you know the WWE <laughs> clip of the names. You ain't <laughs> when they, lying when they just start calling him Cross. So I I I mean. I'm not gonna say he's like ruined, like because I, I, you know, I'm not gonna say that. But at the same time, it, it, it ain't looking too good for Cross, man. Like they, bro, they literally chanted Jeff Hardy at that man send off, like off camera. And, like, and where, where's Scarlet? <laughs> you are so kind, Andrew. You are so kind. <laughs> you probably got an interview with Karrion Cross in the future, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to, he's trying to escape the line. Nah, man, WWE ain't slamming you no interviews, man. But like, uh, but like, the thing is, I, I'm like, I don't like to use the word "ruin" per se, because that that that's kind of like a stretch. Because I mean, you know, because at, at the end of the day, WWE they gonna push who they want to push. But like, I don't think it's looking too good for him right now. Like, I, I I would say he goes on a losing streak, but then the next couple of weeks he probably gonna probably get another loss to Jeff Hardy. You never know. He can still recover, like you said, but. It ain't looking it, good, it, it bro. It ain't looking good, man. It's been looking downhill. Ever since he came out the first time on Monday Night Raw, it's been downhill ever since. 
We got one of my favorites in the live chat here, Lizzie Stallion from uh, the wrestling community, Good Eggs. She also says, what are all those containers and draws behind uh, Top Guy JJ? You want to tell her your secret? Oh, this here, my girl Lizzie, this is my my massive Bath and Body Works candle collection. I am actually one of the store managers to a place, so I just have like a div on so much stuff. So I am... It's, it goes deeper than this. It goes like three deep. So this is like my massive candle collection. And that's just one of my great ones. Yeah. But yeah, also, it's real. We also got some new people in the chat. We got the Weekly Rub Podcast. My first time seeing you. I don't know if you're a regular here, but thank you for joining us for True Hill Heat 140. Uh, we also got uh, Jamal McGee uh, joining us saying, hey there, hey to you. Thank you for joining us. If you're What's new, up? push that subscribe button. Hit the bell to stay notified. We go live every single Saturday with the True Hill Heat Weekly Podcast. And then we got a question I'll give to uh, Andrew here. The real question is, can Sir Cross survive this how how does cross survive this we're, we're getting into the nitty-gritty with the questions in the live chat already now maybe if they take that dumbass red x off them and then take the take the mask like they they stripped away like 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 just going back to it that adam cole promo like when he said that cross got the lights the entrance the music the the the, the, the manager being scarlet when you strip all that away cross is not like i mean admittedly he's not that super impressive on on tv it's like you know just like another sure. regular guy. It's, it's not impressive. Like they stripped away everything that made him feel important. You know what I'm saying? So strip <laughs> strip is a, is, is the opter, operative <laughs> word there. Um, we're going to, we're going to get into our top news story though. It's not about carrying cross. We will That's get to all that. I was going to say, I was going to answer that question with two words, Scarlett Got Bordeaux. It. That's <laughs> all he needs. Yeah. Do you see that fine ass woman that is not on television with him right now? It's a crime. It's a crime. <laughs> they turned him into Mark Merrill. Uh, but yes, your top news story. <laughs> top news story is about Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Bryan Danielson, apparently is set to debut at AEW All Out next Saturday. A new report says that Daniel Bryan's AEW uh, debut has been moved up. As has been, uh, we've talked about previously on True Hill Heat, Bryan is reportedly signed with AEW and had originally set to debut at the Grand Slam Dynamite on September 22nd in New York City. However, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net, the man who originally posted the original report of Brian signing, now reports that Brian will be debuting at All Out on September 5th. The site reports that Brian's debut was moved up uh, due to concern over the COVID-19 spike and new mandates and restrictions in New York City. It is also seen as a way to capitalize on the buzz caused by the debut of CM Punk with record ratings for AEW Rampage, as well as a very high rating, the second biggest rating of all time for AEW Dynamite this past week. Haynes is, like I said, the original reporter who broke the news of Brian's pending signing with AEW. This also follows uh, CM Punk teasing Brian's debut in his first Dynamite interview. When the fans mm -hmm. chanted yes at Punk, he responded, that is someone Somebody else's stick, and you just gonna have to be a little, a little more, more patient. patient. So, Andrew, what are your thoughts on the reports of Daniel Bryan's debut at AEW All Out? And do you think it is wise to push it up a few weeks? So, so it seems like all signs are for sure pointing to Danielson popping up in AEW, which I think is a that's like I, I, I punk, punk is a very, very massive addition. Like, I, I think yeah. I will put 
him and Brian like one A one B, and you can kind of put those wherever wherever you see fit. That's a massive gift for AEW. Like him coming in immediately, he bringing in a whole bunch of a whole different fan base. Honestly, like you even got to yeah. be like you can even factor in uh, the reality show stuff that he did with uh with with Nikki and Brie Bella. Like he bringing in sure. that audience as well that's gonna be tuned in to see what he want to do. Like uh like I I do think that it is a if that report is is indeed accurate and that that, that is the plan that he's gonna end up debuting it all out. I think it is a smart move to kind of capitalize off the buzz. Uh, CM Punk did tease that whether that was uh purposely or he, he did it on an accident. Either way, he got a lot of good attention. Uh, to, towards AEW for that, so I think a lot of people really are excited to see Brian. Man, or, not a lot of people, mostly everybody is excited. I think everybody's geeked to hear the uh, the final countdown for, for one more good time. I don't know how long it's been. I think the last time that happened was like when he was in what Ring of Honor. Yeah, two thousand nine. So yeah, yeah this man, was over like, a decade. Yeah, so so it's, it's gonna be cool to see Brian man in a different setting and like sort of because uh, because we we've heard plenty of stories about how WWE like to tell certain wrestlers like, hey, tone it down, don't. You know, don't, don't don't do this at this point and stuff like that. So it's gonna be cool to see him sort of in an environment where he'll be allowed to just do do what he does and, and be free and stuff like that. And the the, the talent at AEW, man, that, that he'll be able to work with. I know a lot. So a lot of people fantasy booking a a, a faction of Brian Lee and young grapplers like Lee Moriarty and Daniel Garcia and like they're yeah. just sort of uh, following behind his footsteps. I think that'd be a cool thing. But like as far as his debut goes, like if it you know if indeed it, it is happening all out, I can see something like uh like him confronting Miro after Miro taps out Eddie Kingston. Like, honestly, I think that that was going to happen at the Arthur Ashe show being Eddie Kingston's hometown in New yeah. York. And then Miro taps him out in the main event. And then, you know, the crowd's upset. They didn't get the hometown victory. And then, Allah, here comes uh, Brian Danielson to come save the day. Stuff like that. I, I think that would have been a real cool moment. But, yeah, Brian Danielson to AEW, man, that's a, that's a massive, massive get. Like, them having him and CM Punk on the roster at the exact same time on top of the the young guys that they already got on the up and up, and under just the young talent they got all around, man. It's AAW, man. They 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 doing it right, man. Yeah, like you said, there's a lot of like laps wrestling fans that are coming back due to AEW. Like I've heard quite often over the past week, people that haven't watched WWE in a while but love CM Punk and love what he did over a decade ago are coming back and giving AEW a try. And with Brian Danielson, he has the people that might have just fallen off in the last couple of months because he was there for WrestleMania and now they're going to try out AEW or WWE fans that are big fans of. Daniel Bryan are going to try out AEW for the first time with him debuting at All Out. It's a perfect storm right now, and it might not be the only guys with a lot of the reports we're hearing, but what about you, Top Guy JJ? Are you disappointed that it might not be in New York City and might be in at All Out in Chicago, and do you think it's a wise decision to push it up a few weeks? I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm not going to hold you. I'm torn. I'm definitely torn that I think that this would have been an incredible moment at Arthur Ashe Stadium. But again, I think it's what's considered a moment. So I think just put it in perspective. Either he comes out. I'm getting chills just thinking. If he if you get final <laughs> countdown at the end of Miro's match or at the end of Kenny Omega retaining, just yeah. the clash of titans. If you hear that music to any one of those matches... AEW is doing what they're called. They're striking while the iron is hot. Right now, they have their largest viewership probably in company history. Obviously, they probably have their second highest viewers 
of Dynamite. Obviously, there's one episode higher than that. But right now, AEW's buzz is immense with the debut of Malachi yeah. Black. Then you get uh, CM Punk coming through. There's ramblings of who else is coming in the next month or so. Bebe. You know, you know, like <laughs> yeah. there's so much going on strike while the iron is hot because they want to get that jump in the ratings for both dynamite and rampage right now so if they hold it off for another three weeks off the ash stadium is what september 15 22nd 22nd september 22nd so that's another two and a half weeks that you have to wait they can use those two episodes of dynamite to build him up for off the ash and actually probably have him wrestle there yeah so like it would be an amazing thing to build him up to actually get in the ring by then instead of having him just come out. Like, you get both if he gets to debut at All Out, at All Out and then debut officially at Arthur Ashe Stadium in a match. Like, I mean, this is a win-win. Like, I'm torn because it's not in New York because that's where we all are. But <laughs> I think it's the smart move to have him come out while they're probably going to have their highest viewership of the entire year at this pay-per-view. Yeah, I about to say they, they they can get it like a um they can get like like you said they can follow up on that like he could show up at all out and then right after that promote an appearance for dynamite that's you know get people excited about that and you know you keep building along the way there I, I like I know we all said it but like the, the final count I don't know why 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 I'm so excited Fight, yo that's <laughs> yo that's like one of the best theme songs in wrestling that we haven't heard in over a decade I say it's crazy because I had, um I actually I reached out to um to Europe to see if a pro wrestling company had inquired about getting the theme song. Like they, they, they didn't tell me, <laughs> they didn't tell me. I, I, had, I had reached, I had reached out cause I wanted to try to get the scoop. Bro, and see they paid the bag to get cult of personality. No, you don't think they going to no, get no, final no, countdown? No, 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 I'm saying I wanted to see, I wanted to see if they did, if they would have uh, relayed that information, but they did, they said that nobody hasn't reached out yet. I don't know if that's them uh, saying that, you know, we're we not going to tell you the information or, or that's maybe they, somebody really didn't inquire yet, but you know, we, I guess we're going to see. Hey, you know, you know Tony Khan. If he can't get in touch with with Europe, he'll get he'll get some other band that has done a cover of uh, Final Countdown. If anything, he, he he probably got it. Like I know Europe, they have like their own thing, but they have like uh the the, the people who do the rights and stuff like that. So that's probably like yeah. a whole different department that you got to contact to you know get that type of information. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. I, I feel like Final Countdown is for a different generation of fans. Like the '90s, they had Enter the Sandman, and I think like the 2000s, 2010s had Final Countdown. That was like the sing along song for like hardcore wrestling fans. And I feel like having that back is gonna be a glorious moment, whether it happens right. at all out whether it happens at author ass stadium it's a hot time to be an aew fan um my final question for you brothers right now is how do you think aew should debut brian danielson again against who andrew you said against miro so how about you top guy jj do you think it should be against miro against kenny omega against someone else how do you think they debut him at all out I feel like he's going to come out personally. I think he's going to come out after the Kenny Omega match, but then have matches that build to it. Like uh, he's obviously not going to come right into the title picture, but I think he's going to just make an appearance and give Kenny that, that shocked look that he's only going to naturally give by seeing the, 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 the American dragon there. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's something that's so surreal that you never thought you would ever step in a ring with this guy. And you know, he's coming there to wrestle. He's not coming there to pro cut promos. He's coming there to wrestle. So he ain't coming there to get on the mic. Like CM Punk is going to do probably every week and then have a few matches. 
Brian Danielson is going to fucking get in that ring. So, yeah. so seeing him, it's like, oh, shit, he's coming for me. He's, he's coming for my neck. He's going to have to earn it, but he might be ready by full gear. I was say, yeah, yeah, I think they probably gonna end up doing something like um that, not like more so of a formal interest, but just have him come out and you know, cut, like come, like do something similar to what Moxie did, and then you know the following uh, week on Dynamite, then you give him the whole entrance and all, all that good stuff. But the first time you just have him come out and you know maybe hit somebody with the flying knee or something like that. Yeah, I think I think that they they will have the crowd do their own music and the crowd will just cheer yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. They'll just scream yes for him, and then you can have the formal entrance the first time with final countdown on dynamite and then you could set up like the the big match for for grand slam but i i saw an interesting uh comment in here which uh brings up a very good point uh jeff l from the hood says i would have preferred uh danny brian uh daniel bryan over cole and after and arthur ash but do you think that you know with the fact that they are moving up uh daniel bryan according to this report do you think this opens the door for an adam cole to make his debut at after ash stadium andrew see the, the thing is like uh, while all these debuts and stuff is exciting like you gotta get stuff time to breathe man like you can't <laughs> you can't just throw everything at the wall back to back to back like it's it's cool i'm pretty sure ain't nobody gonna complain like i'm not gonna complain if they just like yeah. you know let's let's roll out the red carpet but like at the same time i feel like you should kind of space that stuff out if they do indeed if adam cole does decide to go to aw honestly bro i would probably wait till after like four gear like I would let people kind of forget about Adam Cole a little bit in the sense of not um you, you would hint at it or something like that, or maybe like have the bus keep doing what they're doing on BT and stuff like that, and then yeah. let the anticipation build up and then have them come out when people least expect it. Like, but at the same time, like I feel like you should just focus on, you know, the two big acquisitions in Danielson and, and Punk right now, and then kind of, you know, slowly integrate Adam Cole in there some way, somehow. Like I don't really know how they would bring Adam Cole into the fold. I feel like it would be an obvious thing to uh align him with uh the young bucks and probably have some like tension there between him and omega probably right like redo the the whole angle because that was a hot angle that they did like in 2016 2017 where you thought that they would do it i think i think i thought like in 2017 they would do it at super card of honor in mm -hmm. uh during wrestlemania 33 weekend between kenny omega and adam cole have that match at ring of honor or then they would probably have it in new japan but they never pulled the trigger on that match and it was years of build-up and the tension for the love of the of the young bucks which is kind of similar to the storyline we're seeing into all out with uh andrade and pack fighting for the love of the of the lucha bros but it was mm. originally cole and omega who was like fighting for the love of the young bucks who was their their best friend and we never saw that matchup so i would think that you know if you have like a daniel bryan come in and feud with miro and you have you know cm punk working with the darby islands maybe transition from darby to john moxley who's been saying a lot of things as of late you can have adam cole come into that main event scene who he has a lot of history with the bucks with kenny omega and even with hangman page he's the guy that kind of opened the door for hangman page to join the bullet club even more than the young bucks and kenny omega so it's a very interesting time and that gives us a natural transition into our other top news story which is all about adam cole officially a free agent hey, today babe. <laughs> On this week's uh, Wrestling Observer Radio, it was noted that according to someone close to Cole, he is a free agent and not under WWE contract at this time. 
Cole finished up with NXT brand on Sunday at NXT TakeOver 36, losing to Kyle O'Reilly in the Undisputed Finale match. It was noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that Cole's decision on whether to go to AEW or return to WWE for a main roster run has not 100% made, been made yet, but the ball is in his court. The Bucks, the Young Bucks, changed their uh, Twitter bio following Cole's uh, loss to Kyle O'Reilly, putting in a link to their video, the most infamous seances in history from YouTuber Slapped Ham, who creates videos about the supernatural and unexplained phenomenon, is probably about to be very confused as to why he has so many a Adam Cole to AEW confirmed messages in his comments uh showing up in the video uh the bucks appear to be referencing the fact that cole died in being the elite uh uh when he went to wwe in 2017 however both pw insider and fightful select reported that according to wwe sources cole was not officially a free agent until friday first uh pw insider reported that cole was a free agent on wednesday but then it was fightful who corrected that report and said that within wwe cole is is considered done with the company on Friday, August 27th, unless, of course, he is re-signed. The contract expiration date means that Cole would have not been able to appear on AEW Dynamite or Rampage this week as Rampage was filmed on Wednesday. Fightful also noted that sources in the company say they expect another offer to be extended to Cole from WWE sometime during this week. Fightful reported last weekend that as of, of Sunday morning, Cole had not signed a new deal with the company and now Cole has made a few other moves that have people speculating as to what's next for him. Wrestling Inc. notes that Cole has removed a link uh, to his WWE shop uh, page from his Twitter account following his, his appearance on a Mattel figure promotional video for WWE that he appeared on. And it's one that was reportedly still there as of Thursday night. Cole has also announced that he was canceling his uh, Friday Twitch stream, leading to more speculation regarding his next move. I will ask you first, Top Guy JJ, where do you think Adam Cole will sign next after officially becoming a free agent? This is, again, um, if he's the smart, if he's just, obviously he's a smart guy. So obviously he knows, he knows, I believe he's a guy that knows his worth. Um, so him realizing that one, they're not, they didn't even pay attention to his contract until literally like the end of the pay-per-view and they're like, Oh shit, it's almost over. Um, smart Adam Cole obviously makes this move, but I think I said this in a couple of, a couple of true heel heats ago that I, I am a component of literally of what, what Andrew said is letting this breathe because Adam Cole is such a big star. He would be considered like the third, the third debut, like, and he's yeah. too big for that. Like, I still like, and to put him in the main event scene after being the third debut would kind of be like, um, you just brought in the two biggest indie stars like ever, <laughs> <laughs> and then you're putting this guy in the main event scene. So, I would fully agree that he should kind of like hold off for a bit and then let Brian have his shine. Let punk, let this punk thing simmer down a little bit if because he won't be the talk <laughs> yeah. of the wrestling town. If he comes <laughs> right now, he won't be the talk right now. He'll just be another acquisition. And I think he's too big for that. So it's either he's resigning with the WWE. If he's coming back to active programming right now, or he's taking a break and then we'll come to AEW by like October, because if I think that just makes sense for him. Because he's such a big star to be considered like the third 
the 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 other the other debut because you had these two monster debuts that's coming up here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna kind of be hard to get out of that shadow to be you know the biggest debut in AEW history when you just had the two biggest debuts in AEW right. history. So it's kind of hard pressed for me to think that he would do anything other than wait if he's gonna leave the WWE for good. But if he's gonna come back to active competition, expect to see him on fucking Monday Night Raw or SmackDown in the next couple of weeks. How about you, Andrew? Where do you think Adam Cole is heading to? <laughs> is heading to next? Is he is it going to be the WWE main roster, or is it going to be AEW? And why do you think it's the best decision for him? As a, now, firstly, I, I think uh, JJ has some 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 really really good points. I think he touched on a lot of good stuff, and he 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 kind of touched on everything. To be honest with you, like it was that, that was some really solid points he made. Like as far as uh, Adam Cole in his future, like I can, I mean, I, honestly, bro, like Adam Cole, he really can't make a bad decision like in this position like he has all the leverage that a talent would want like when you look at the pros and cons of course wwe they're booking compared to AEWs as far as the raw smackdown compared to dynamite it's not even a question if, if we've been like completely real like unless you under that uh roman reigns type banner where they kind of just you know they they take care of roman and all his storylines are delicate and handle well and stuff like that and, you know everybody else is just like hey you know <laughs> No, yeah. y'all, y'all, y'all be okay. You hear? But, y'all can get. Y'all can you get want the an forty five? Make it work. <laughs> y'all can get those scraps. <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, I don't think Adam Cole could really make a bad decision because I mean he's st- okay. Let's say he stays with WWE, right? He could keep doing it. Well, I'm pretty sure he probably, maybe, possibly could finesse his way into continue doing the Twitch thing. He said out. He said publicly that that is not ending. Like that's not something that yeah. he's looking. For. Know, he gets the up, up, down, down thing that he's like an integral part of that channel. Uh, he goes to the main roster. He probably, you know, more than likely probably will make bank. And I mean, you know, and mm-hmm. the, the other thing at this is Adam Cole's only like 31, 32 years old, bro. He's still young old. as hell. He's still young still, as hell. Still young as hell. He's not even like, I would say most wrestlers hit their prime. When they're like bro, in wrestling, that is young yes, as hell. Young. <laughs> yes, 100%. That is young. And then if he goes to AEW, you with your significant other who's on top of her game right now. You with some of your best friends who you came up with in the industry, like, and you put you really probably more nine times out of ten you probably will get booked really well. Like, you probably gonna be in a prominent storyline from 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 the jump. So, I mean, he really can't make a bad choice. Like either way, I feel like Adam Cole is gonna make the best decision. Like he can, you know, go to say in WWE. Like I said, probably make bank and keep doing the up up down down stuff, and then he can go to AEW, do his Twitch stuff, and be with his best friends, be with his significant other on the road, and you know, like it it, it really doesn't seem like a bad choice that he can make but I, I me personally i would like to see him go to aw because i feel like they will utilize him well like on the main roster like it, it, it's a crap shoot it's yeah. a crap shoot it, it, it's like a you know 50 50 chance he'll either be successful or he won't like i feel like aj styles was one of the guys who came in and like one of the smaller guys per se as far as like being the same time as adam cole came in made an impact and it sounds when the WWE title like his first six months in the company you know what i'm saying and like Brian, Brian broke through, but like that was more so because they did like they really didn't want him to, but then he did anyway. Like so it's like exactly. one of those things. So it's I mean it's gonna be a crapshoot if he stays uh, on the main roster. Like, but if I'm looking at it, I'm like, look, look what they're doing to Karrion Cross. Look, they did him when he was NXT champion. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know, and look at most of the call ups they get. You know, that come up. Like I would wow. say, you know, if, if we looking at you know probably some successful call ups, like you you could say you could say Riddle. I guess. Yeah. You can say him, but I mean, like, everybody else is just like, you know. 
But look at look at the whole history too, and and the fact that you, like you guys said, you guys have made great, excellent points. That Adam Cole's thirty two years old; he can sign with AEW for two or three years, and by the time he's thirty five, he's the average age of a main roster superstar. He can go back to WWE and be like an AJ Styles and have that type of run where they will view you as one of their top stars if you're successful in someplace else. Like especially if you're successful in AEW and you're one of the first guys who goes from like AEW to back to WWE that's going to be big time for him and he's going to be kept at a certain level that he wouldn't be kept at if he goes to the main roster right now I think that's a common misconception that people are saying oh if he signs with AEW he can't go back to WWE I call oh, BS on that oh, I call bullshit. BS on that completely oh, yeah, yeah absolutely like you, like Andrew said, if he goes either way, he's fine, but it's more of a guarantee that they're going to keep him at the star level that he is right now if he goes to AEW. But playing devil's advocate, if he is to sign with WWE, top guy JJ, do you have faith that Vince McMahon will book him like a top star? If you can't, honestly, if you look at how Finn Balor is being booked right now, that's exactly mm-hmm. how Adam Cole will be booked. So, yeah. it, He'll be handled okay, but he won't ever hit the potential that he is clearly what we know he is as a professional wrestler and as somebody. And he delivers on the mic. Like, how many how many guys from this scene delivers on the microphone? Like, yeah. Finn Balor is trash on the mic, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like and, and, and they're handling him pretty well. Adam Cole is money on that microphone. So... If they put him in a position, he'll obviously shine. It's obviously we got that we we got that phobia, but that WWE booking phobia that it just won't happen there. So that that's what we're that's what we're fearful of. Like obviously we said the smart move, go wait a little while and go to AEW. Like that's the smart move. But obviously if he wants to make bank, like you said, you know, make bank, get the biggest paycheck he can possibly can get his soon to be probably wife, Britt Baker, like the best house that they can possibly live Mm -hmm. in. Then obviously you're going to stay with WWE. So it's obviously, it's a choice that he needs to make. And we've said this on multiple podcasts. This is a choice that he's going to make. And as Andrew said, I don't think he's going to make a wrong decision here because he's going to make the best decision for Adam Cole. But we're just speaking as fans that if he's going to go one place, he's going to get booked properly. If he goes to one place, he's taking the bag. And honestly, can't go wrong either way. We got a couple of good comments here. Uh, Nick Jackson says, as a guy who became a R- an ROH fan around the 2010s, I just really want to hear Adam Cole's old theme, something for you. Get your checkbook ready, TK. It'll cost less money than Cult of Personality yeah, yeah, or yeah, Final yeah, Countdown. That, that, that's for that sure. That motherfucking song would be fucking cheap as hell to get, bro. Because I, I, And I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an Adam Cole mark, bro. But honestly, like I didn't even know the name of that song until you just mentioned it on True. I, I, I did. Right I did. That was a banger. That's one of my favorite favorite no, no, themes that song of all time. That song is fire. I heard this shit multiple times, but I just never knew the name of it. And yeah. you're talking to somebody that loves Adam Cole in 2021. Like, I didn't know the fucking name of that song. <laughs> uh, Fifth Generation says, has WWE really been at Adam Cole's house negotiating no. or his Twitter account? <laughs> no, no. That 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 is that is uh, def- I haven't heard that from any reliable source. Bro. I know they had the high priority meeting uh, on, you know, backstage at the SmackDown, the same SmackDown where they released all those NXT talents, including Bobby Fish. Uh, that brings me to a question to you, Andrew. Do you think that you know the release of Bobby Fish and how Adam Cole reacted to Tyler Breeze is affecting his decision on whether to sign with WWE or not? 
I, I think it's definitely something that he's thinking yeah. about. Like, I think Adam Cole is just a he, – he's a professional, like, you know, like s- s- similar to that good sister Bianca Belair, who's also a professional. I'm pretty sure we're going to touch on that uh, later yes. on. But I, I think Adam Cole is professional enough to not publicly show, like, that much of a uh, dis- disappointment because, like, you, you know – I, I, especially somebody in his position, he wants to keep everything, everything lined up and everything in order. So I, I, but I definitely think probably on the inside, just, you know, just from a human being perspective, it's like, damn, you just released all these people and you try to convince me to stay here. You know, it's like, but, but cause it would, would have something would have go wrong. Would you end up letting me go in a couple of years or something like that? So I'm pretty sure that's something he probably considering. Like, like, like JJ said, and like you said, said like, there's no really bad decision that he can make in this situation but i think we all know the decision that will most likely probably fa- will most likely favor him from a storyline perspective you know what i'm saying yeah and I, and I just wanted to mention like uh like i know we, we, i was saying uh wwe he probably get the most money there that's no slight on AEW. i'm pretty you know no. more, they, they 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 got back they got the bag they get the bag out yeah they get the bag out <laughs> but they've been but like, paying a lot of bags lately they've been exactly. paying a lot of bags lately so and then on that, JJ, like, uh, not, not to go too much on top, but JJ just sort of uh, brought up something in my head. Like, we, we starting to hear, like, a lot more stories about, um, or a couple more stories, I should say, about talents or, or people who signed up with AEW. So you would think yeah. those 2019 deals are starting to, you know, they're they starting to come up. Like, we just heard Bryce Rensburg announced that he uh, he resigned with the company. Jake yeah. Roberts got an issue with the company. Um, I, I know we know people like MJF ain't going nowhere. He signed, like, a five-year deal, so that ain't. But, but, you, but you would think that those deals that got signed in 2019 are starting to, you know, it's they, yeah. they starting start, start to roll up within the next year, maybe 2023. So it, it, it's go, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. Uh, as far as Adam Cole going back to him, it's going to be interesting to see what, uh, what what he does, man. Yeah, and like, to be like, fair, yeah. To be yeah. fair, just sorry. Just to be fair, like mm. Adam Cole when he leaves, if he leaves WWE, he should have nothing but nice things to say about them. Yeah, like, he honestly should have nothing because he his NXT career. We literally put him in the Mount Rushmore of NXT careers. He should have nothing but good things to say about them. Obviously, this last like couple weeks has been obviously what we've been expecting, but he should have nothing but positive things to say about them because they he was a star coming into NXT. Right now, he is like one of the most wanted athletes in the entire wrestling industry right now. Yeah, Adam Cole, bro, he, he had like probably. Are you going to say it, my bad? No, I was going to say that kind of answers uh, Romeo's question that he has to hear in the live chat. How will you look back on uh, Adam Cole's NXT career and did it help his career? What do you think, Andrew? I, I Honestly, bro, I think Adam Cole is probably the greatest NXT champion to probably come through the brand. Like He's definitely, I would say, top five greatest NXT talents to, to ever come through that brand. And that's like, honestly, you, you, got, you got to credit. Uh, <laughs> Finn Balor's knocking. <laughs> I said top, top, top five, top five. I said top five. I said top five. But, hey, uh, I, I, I give it to Adam Cole, yeah. longest reigning NXT champion, oh, yes, and, yes. and and how he was basically at the top of NXT his entire, entire run, run. his yeah, entire man. run, oh, four years, phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, I would definitely say Adam Cole probably had one of the greatest NXT runs, and like it, it was like, like like you guys just say it was from start to finish. Like there was no point during Adam Cole's run where he felt anything less than a top star. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really think he, he, I really think the moment he debuted was when that was solidified. Cause I remember I was listening to an interview he did. I, I know you guys probably remember when him, yeah. him and Bobby and Kyle, when they went up on the stage and he did the first Adam Cole, baby, he wasn't supposed to do that. Nobody, yeah. nobody backstage knew that he was going to do that. And he just decided on that moment, like, you know what? Like if they, if they know who I am, then I'm gonna test know, how over I am right now. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and that's and that's what he did. And I think by him knowing that, 
Like, of course, we of course we don't know like what Triple H or Shawn Michaels or anybody was thinking at that time. But I'm pretty sure e- even if that was if that was Sid or that was UJJ that was behind that was behind the scenes and you saw him just try that randomly and get that big of a reaction, you probably be like, damn, like I would have liked it. I would have liked it. I don't like it because it's like you 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 got a talent that's literally tested. He's testing his popularity. Like how many yeah. athletes do that? He's testing. You're like, yo, I'm I'm a popular indie star. Obviously, I've been I've been in arenas that's been having like you know fifteen hundred to three thousand people at max. Mm-hmm. I'm in a building with motherfucking almost seventeen eighteen thousand people in it. I'm gonna test this motherfucker right now. <laughs> and you got that unanimous yeah. Adam Cole, oh, baby. <laughs> like that shit was unanimous. And me and Top Guy JJ was there, and oh. the rumors was already, you know, out that Adam Cole was going to debut. I had my Adam Cole Ring of Honor shirt <laughs> with me, like I was, yeah. I was yeah. ready, and that was yeah. the yeah. only yeah. thing that was that that needed to be done was him do the Adam Cole baby. So when he did that, I was like everybody else, yeah, baby. So mm. yeah, it, it was a great moment, and definitely he's on the Mount Rushmore of uh, NXT talents, especially for his run. We got another good comment here from uh, Micah Butler saying. And if I'm Adam Cole, I'm gone. His good friends uh, with Tyler Breeze and Bobby Fish, and he didn't care for them being fired. Also, there's his wife and friends who are already in AEW, and that's real. Because uh, last time we seen Sammy, uh, Liv, Naomi, Cesaro for the first time in forever, where they been? So, yeah, there's a lot of talent that don't get on TV, regardless of, yeah. you know, the promises that they've been given and how they've been used in NXT. So it's a very, those are very solid points right there no i was gonna say like what, what you just mentioned said like i think the, the thing with AEW, like them having their dark and dark elevation programs it kills all of that where they've yeah. been stuff like it's like it, i'm pretty sure that's a, a, a morale thing as well because like i'm pretty sure you don't want to bring people to tv have them sit in the back and not do nothing and like you know what i'm saying because you basically flying them out from their own places for no reason and like with AEW, like you know, even though it may not be no ten minute match, like you, you know, you out there doing something, you getting broadcasted on the on the on the TV show or the, or the uh, you know they they show highlights and stuff like that. You on the YouTube show, like it's it's beneficial. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it makes people like, hey, you know, if if we can't get you on Dynamite, then we can get you on this, then we can get you on Monday, we get you on Monday, Tuesday, or we get you on Friday, and then at that, some of the times could take indie bookings. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. Like, I, I, the, like the thing is, bro. Like, it, I, I'm not like not to go too too deep into it, but like WWE, yeah. they could they could have prevented all of this shit. Like, they could have stopped all of this dead in the water if they would have just followed the simple formula of just presenting people in in, in, a, in a proper manner, and then on top of that, creating more space for people to shine. Like, you got Malachi Black popping up at PWG. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Do, do you do not think that's attractive to people that's currently in WWE who were staples in PWG and seeing that like, damn, they signed to a national company and they popping up at PWG. Like I saw, <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying Kevin Owens or any of Sammy's or anybody like will leave WWE. I'm not saying at all, but I, I saw them commenting on it when PWG first came back and Malachi Black was on the show and signed talents was on the show. I'm pretty sure they like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's cool. WWE got their eyes on, uh, got their eyes on, uh, or you know what AEW's that's doing. A that's, that's a beautiful yeah. looking stadium too. All hey, the hey, ash, baby. Hey, hey JJ, I, JJ, I wanted to ask you, how, how do you think they would they would shoot? I, I'm I'm kind of curious to uh, ask Romeo too. I don't know if he could pop in, but I was I wanted to ask y'all like, how how would y'all even shoot Arthur Ashe Stadium like? That like I'm talking about like the visual like you need like, the lights on. Would you, would you, you need the lights the on. Like, yeah, like, like you said. Arthur Ashe is one of the most beautiful things in New York that is completely underrated. That the lights need to be on. 
like yeah. the light you need to see how many people can actually be in that place and to see AEW be able to fill that up like don't have a dark setting don't do not shy away from having that beautiful crowd being shown because that place is going to be fucking ruckus. That shit is going to be live. That shit is not going to look like that. That's not going to, that's not going to be the crowd of a tennis match. That's a tennis <laughs> match crowd right there. That shit will be, that shit is going to be full. Mm-hmm. Obviously the only reason it wouldn't be full is because, you know, we got some, we got some people over here that don't want to get vaccinated. You know, <laughs> obviously we got a bunch of stubborn motherfuckers over here, but you know what I mean? But um, to, to be fair, that shit is going to be packed to the rafters. And you need to have the lights on that shit. You need to have the lights on. Just like how you see how them lights is on that building right now. The lights need to be on. Mm. So we even got people who's in. They just bought an Adam Cole t-shirt on eBay. Bay. Uh, Jamal Jamal McGee says. Yes, uh, yes it, it, the buzz for her, for Adam Cole and possibly arriving in AEW or re-signing in WWE. It's very large. We're gonna have to wait and see and keep you updated on that. But we have to talk about other people that just showed really up. quick, really quick. I think remember we talked about this literally two weeks ago about how the importance of how Adam Cole was com- like, I really brought this up that he was distraught on his stream when he yeah. realized that Tyler Breeze got released. Like that's real shit. Like when you realize one of your best friends gets released without notice, that shit puts a, you know, that shit kind of put, it puts a precedent on you, man, because he was one of the most over dudes in NXT. Like how does Adam Cole doesn't know that that can't happen to him? Yeah. Yeah, it's very telling, and they're doing a meeting with you backstage at SmackDown, and then your boy that you came up with in a stable that they literally botched the whole breakup of Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era is a top five, top six stable in WWE history, and they totally botched it. They never teased it. They never built up to the breakup. They did it as a shock breakup, and then they totally botched the aftermath. Bobby Fish is not with the company. Roderick Strong's (laughs) in the Cruiserweight division. Kyle O'Reilly, they tried to make the big babyface he's still not there and now adam cole is possibly gone so they totally botched that undisputed era they should have been called up to the main roster together because that was their best chance of all of them seceding and they just totally botched that whole thing so nah, yeah I, I, I wouldn't the undisputed they, era they really been have, have been much better to wreck monday night road and retribution probably <laughs> Probably any anything would have been better than the whole retribution. Retribution. It's come on, man. It's like this, yo. We rank, yo. This is why we get. And I think True Hill Heat, Andrew, is one of the only podcasts that calls it like it is on WWE. Mm -hmm. And we don't do it because we don't love WWE. We clearly love the fucking brand. We love the product. But when yo, we have said this time and time again on the show. They have the greatest roster probably in wrestling history. And look at how they fucking fumble the ball on how, all of these people. And then when we call it like it is, oh, we're anti-WWE. We're WWE haters. No, we just fucking gave SummerSlam all the praise in the world, except that stupid-ass shit that, they, that, that, you know, that we're going to talk about later. But it, yeah, it's, well, we call it like it is, yo. We call it like it is. That's all it is. Let's talk about that now, gentlemen, because SummerSlam <laughs> was highlighted by our other top news story, uh, the returns of Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. At SummerSlam 2021, the biggest news coming out of the event was the returns of Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar. Both have contrasting results coming out of their returns. Uh, Becky Lynch returned after WWE announced uh, Sasha Banks uh, was pulled from SummerSlam and would be replaced by Carmella uh, against Bianca Belair. Becky <laughs> (laughs) got a massive pop and beat up Carmella to replace her against Belair. 
23 seconds later, two moves later, after shaking hands, Becky Lynch defeated Bianca Belair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship with the manhandle slam in a baffling case uh, uh, of booking right there. Uh, PW Insider reported that Lynch will be working as the top heel of the women's division on SmackDown and will initially feud with Bianca Belair. The site noted that this was confirmed with multiple sources within WWE. They also report that until this week, Lynch had been uh, positioned to return to in October and not at SummerSlam. Lynch stepped in to face Belair after Sasha Banks was pulled from, from competing at the event. PW Insider originally reported that this was a Vince McMahon idea and pitch, but Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio reported that it was actually Becky Lynch who acts to be brought back as a heel. According to the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Lynch was inspired by the current heel run of Roman Reigns, who has received praise for his work in the role since returning last year. Fightful reported that Belair was said to be in good spirits following her squash loss at SummerSlam and impressed officials with her attitude towards the creative decision. On the other... Romeo did wrong, bro. He did wrong. Yo, Romeo with the sneak, yo, Romeo with the sneak attacks, bro. The sneak attacks... Word, he petty. He petty. Sneak attacks, sneak attacks are the best in the business. He for that one. He, he's the number one Charlotte Flair fan. That's what happens when you got a Charlotte Flair fan in the production <laughs> truck. <laughs> On the other end of the spectrum, Brock Lesnar reported following Roman Reigns. Uh, he returned following Roman Reigns' uh, def- uh, win over John Cena to retain the Universal Championship. Brock and Roman had a conversation with Paul Heyman, selling the moment superbly. A new report has details on WWE's plans for Brock Lesnar now that he's returned to WWE Smash. Smackdown, PW Insider reports that WWE has positioned Lesnar as a babyface on the SmackDown brand. In addition, Fightful Select reports that WWE sources believe that Lesnar is under contract for about a year and a half and at least eight matches under his current deal. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the deal is to to bring back Lesnar was made at the last minute and he likely didn't get much advance notice prior to him showing up. Those close to the situation say that it was a last minute arrangement made for multiple reasons. It was allegedly related to WWE's deal with Fox, John Cena leaving after SummerSlam, and CM Punk returning to wrestling for AEW. It was noted that Lesnar was always likely to return for the match with Reigns, but it was considered for months later if Rock doesn't do this year's WrestleMania or years later if Rock does return. Lesnar benefited through the timing of the situation to get an even better deal, that's the best negotiator in the business, ladies and gentlemen. And they had been nothing, uh, there'd been nothing to the rumors that AEW wanted him due to the cost it involved. According to one story, Vince McMahon didn't know that AEW wasn't interested, but the decision wasn't so much due to McMahon or Fox thinking Lesnar would go to AEW, but rather they wanted a big news story for the weekend to counter CM Punk's return. According to Andrew Zarian of the Matman podcast, officials at NBC Universal and USA Network are not pleased that two big stars are moving to the Fox uh, the Fox airing SmackDown brand. And the report noted that the officials at the network weren't happy about the fact that neither Lesnar nor Lynch were used on Monday's episode of Raw, unlike John Cena, who appeared on both brands despite working a SmackDown program with Roman Reigns. It was noted that WWE officials re- reassured NBC Universal and USA Network executives by stating that this was temporary, uh, considering that the WWE 
draft is coming in early October when WWE will shift the rosters around. According to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reports that Fox was very upset that WWE didn't make a big offer to CM Punk to keep him from going to AEW, which he ended up doing last week. Because of this, WWE felt they had to get Lesnar and Lynch on SmackDown right away. Punk has a positive relationship with Fox dating back to the deal he had with uh, WWE backstage, and Fox was among the first to congratulate CM Punk for the big ratings Rampage got last week. Andrew, what were your thoughts on both returns? And I think a very obvious question, but I'll still ask, what was the better of the two for you? So uh, I start with the, uh, the Brock Lesnar one because that's the easiest, easiest one. Like I'm pretty sure we all we all expect Brock to, you know, dive in and out of WWE every once in a while. He, I, I definitely think within this current run, he's probably going to win the Universal Title at some point. Like it's it's, it's more than likely going to happen. Like I don't see them bringing him in yeah. and just losing back to back the reigns. I can see Lane, Reigns getting a win over him first, and then Brock probably winning the next time they go at it. Um, I'm 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 looking at Brock's like. I mean, obviously, they, you know, they announced the match with Finn Balor for next week and in Jacksonville. And, you know, more than likely, Reigns is probably going to retain. Probably way, way more than likely, Reigns is going to retain. More than likely? Okay, you're being kind. <laughs> but way, way more than likely, he's going to retain. And, <laughs> and, and um, yeah, yeah, man, well, Brock, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to end up doing that at the Crown Jewel show. I could definitely see them announcing Reigns yeah. less than the Crown Jewel. Uh, Bianca Belair, man, I, that, that we've all discussed this at length at some point over the past week. It's probably one of the most baffling decisions that they made as of late. I don't get how you build up somebody from January to where we are now. And actually, WWE, they did not do a good job of building up credible babyface champions. Uh, really, they don't. They they have issues with kind of building up a lot of people. But like, I feel like they did a really great job with Bianca, despite giving her the same opponents. We got the week out the week, and she still was able to get over because that you know she's just that charismatic and mm-hmm. she's going to ring tall. She's different, you know what I'm saying? Like I think like Bianca, she's just she she she's what WWE like in terms of like them trying to build up like a homegrown talent. That's exactly what they want, and for them to have her go out there against Becky Lynch and then get squashed in 20 seconds just for them to do an eventual match at a stream rules, which is looking like is Bianca got the title shot. Stream uh, fucking rules nationwide. <laughs> Uh, they announced that you know they advertising Bianca versus Becky for the show. Yeah, I'm thinking like so if you knew that it was probably going to be you were probably going to go in the direction. Not even if you knew that you know it was going to happen at Extreme Rules, but if you knew coming out of this, the idea was Bianca versus Becky. Why wouldn't you just have Bianca squat? I mean Bianca beat Carmella and then have Becky come out confront her? Or if you if they want to go up the route of WWE or the mindset, because I've heard Bruce Pritchard say this like as far as like um, replacements goes, like if you want to replace somebody, they have to be as big a star or yeah. right there over with them. That's that's his mindset as far as like replacements. I was thinking like if if they really wanted to do that, how about you give us Bianca versus Naomi? Give give us give it give us that at SummerSlam. Give us like an eighteen minute match. You do that. I have to let Becky Lynch uh, debuts, and then you can continue this whole thing with Naomi that they did with her on SmackDown uh, with Sonya Deville, or you can have her, you know, sort of drift off and you know do something involving the bloodline, which a lot of people want to see. It's, it's so many different routes they could have taken, but I didn't really think that you know having her squashed by Becky Lynch uh, was the right one. But like as we seen last night, like I don't really think people like. I mean, just, just judging by the reaction, it seemed like the crowd was still invested in Bianca. You know, yeah. The, it, it, it really did seem like they were still invested to Bianca. I don't know how the Becky Lynch uh, heel thing is going to work, even if that's you know the way they want to go. Like Becky Lynch is an anti-hero. I don't think that she falls in the really heel category. I feel like you have to do like a lot 
to get her booed or you go out to bring in somebody that's like a super over baby face. And I don't think there's nobody out there right now, like maybe other than Bianca that can get to that. But I still don't think that, you know, Becky's going to get booed. Yeah, like that's that was like the this whole week I've done a couple of shows and I'm just still confused on how do you make Becky Lynch, this anti-hero, a heel? Like all the stuff that would regularly make people a heel has only made her popular and only made her more of a baby face. And even her promo, it was a little bit of like a slow burn. They didn't fully go into her being a heel. But even like she tried to get like the heat with the I apologized for absolutely nothing line. And they cheered. people cheered. People <laughs> cheered. Like it's, it's this is it baffling. Work, and it was and and so people understand. You know, it's I'm all for people having ideas, and this is great that this is Becky's idea. But Stone Cold Steve Austin also had the bright idea in 2001 to turn heel and shake hands with Vince McMahon, and that worked out great for him. <laughs> <laughs> Top guy Jay, there. Yes, Top Guy JJ. Do you do you feel that uh, Raw and U- Raw and USA Network should be feeling like they got the short end of the stick with uh, Becky and Brock Lesnar? <laughs> with Becky and Brock Lesnar going to um, uh, SmackDown? Uh, clearly, yes. I mean, Raw has been treated like the short end of the stick for the past nine to ten months. I mean, the USA Network (laughs) should feel like, what the fuck did y'all resign? What the fuck did I resign? Like, this has been, we have, this has been the worst show in all of professional wrestling, probably with the exception of NWA. But this has been the worst show on network television, period. And it, this is not it is not even a close call. Like, it's really not even close. Like, it, 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 it's, it's a shame that you get these two megastars and not one of them. Like, Raw needed this return of Becky Lynch more than anything. Uh, yes. Than anything, like my God, did we not just see what their Royal Women's Champion was? Like, I mean, come on, it, 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 they needed this injection more than SmackDown needed any. Like, give SmackDown Brock. I understand the booking purposes for Brock Lesnar, but Becky Lynch was the insertion that Monday Night Raw needed more than anything. This would have completely alleviated Becky uh, Bianca Belair from this disastrous booking, obviously, yeah. because she would have came out after Charlotte won, which would have been a fucking pop in itself to see them go face-to-face. Like, it's baffling, again, why we get on this company, because the baffling choices that they make at the expense of a fucking Bianca Belair, and then USA Network also is feeling the ramifications of it, too, because they're not getting anything out of it. So you not only killed the top woman on SmackDown, you're fucking shit on USA. It's like a double L. Like, y'all fucking completely fumbled this return. Like, you completely ruined one of the big, the, you ruined the biggest female's return of all 2021, bar none. With all due respect to Sasha Banks' return, she was in wrestling for most of the year until she obviously took a step off. But yeah. Becky Lynch was something that we have been waiting for for more than a year. And not only they put her on the wrong brand, they made her squash somebody that didn't need to be squashed. Becky Lynch does not need a championship to be the most over thing in the women's division. She doesn't need the title. She just needed her persona. 
I, I made this argument, not to interrupt you, I'll let yeah. you continue, but yeah. I made this argument. Becky Lynch is not just the most over and most popular baby face on the women's roster. She's the most popular baby face, period, because there's no man equivalent that is as over as Becky Lynch, the man. Like, the only thing that came close is, Brian, is Daniel Bryan, and as we've just talked about, he's going to the other company. Mm. So there is no male that has even that even stacked. That's why Roman Reigns has had to feud with John Cena and now Brock Lesnar, and the we're talking about The Rock at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They have to bring back some of the biggest stars of all time because there is no male equivalent that's as over as Roman is as a heel, as a baby face. But Becky Lynch is the she, only person who is as over as a baby a face. That's layup. why this is ridiculous. It's a fucking layup. It's a fucking layup. And the hottest baby face, to your point, that was in wrestling over the past year and a half wasn't for the company. It was John Moxley. So it's like, <laughs> yo, what are y'all doing? And y'all That's brought like back the biggest baby face of all time and John Cena, knowing that shit was only going to last for a couple cups of coffee. And then you bring back the full timer and you, you, you make the decision. Yo, sometimes you don't give the employees what they want. Sometimes you got to understand it. This is the position that we're in. We need the number one baby face in all of our company to come back and resurrect the fucking brand that needs it more than life itself. Like if you have watched Monday Night Raw, I feel sorry for your for your eyes and your soul because. <laughs> Come on, come on. Becky Lynch would have fucking been the perfect thing for that because I would not have minded seeing her twice a night on Monday Night Raw because that's how bad they needed it. I say it, it would have been cool to see, like like JJ said, it would have been cool to see her and Charlotte going yeah. at it or, or just I have a face off at SummerSlam. And then at that, it, you know, they do the whole Survivor Series thing, like the brand versus brand. We could have got Bianca versus Becky right then. And then they, they make they make that decision. It's a fucking layup. How do you want to make it like – when I look at the Raw Women's Division, like I definitely agree with JJ. They definitely need a kick in the ass, and I think Becky Lynch probably more likely would have been that. But that's now we, we've heard the reports out there of them being a draft. So you, I mean, you never. I mean, she's a SmackDown Women's Champion right now, so I don't really think that's going that's going to happen because I'm pretty sure they wouldn't put the title on her unless it was some I kind mean, of thing about the I mean, to term. be fair, fuck the draft because the New Day and the Street Profits literally was on TV and they swapped titles. Hmm. Like, that, nah, that, that's I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not buying the draft shit <laughs> at fair. all. <laughs> it's it's more likely now that Sasha Banks goes to goes to Monday Night Raw than than Becky Lynch and, going and, and to Don't Raw. finish the rivalry that was a fucking layup to nope. begin with. Nope. <laughs> and don't finish it. Like nope. That's the, these that's fucking the, people. That's are, that's yeah, and that's probably what's gonna happen too. The most unneeded trade over to have Sasha Banks feud with a bunch of fucking people that don't matter. <laughs> like like honestly, I would love to see Sasha and Ripley. But it's like they don't have nothing right now. The storyline is literally in their face with her and Bianca Belair to finish it. They could have had the one of the greatest trilogies of matches in wrestling history. And they're like, nah, nah, nah. You know what? We're going to get in our own way. We're going to get in our own way. And this is what we're going to do because we the WWE. We the big dogs. They're who, like, we're good. Who, who else is on the Raw Women's Division outside of Nikki, uh, Charlotte, Rhea? Um, Shayna Baszler. Shayna Nia. Nia Jax. Uh, Shayna, yeah. Nia. Um... The Oscar, who we haven't seen in weeks. I think it's good that they keep Oscar on TV because they it, it seems like with Oscar, bro, like they with, with her, she's always like that, um, like that break in case of emergency thing. Oscar like, needed like, Oscar like, needed like, the crowd. Like, like, like when Oscar when, comes out to a crowd, yeah. Like, like whenever something goes wrong with the women's division, they like ah Oscar. Like, break glass, let's get Oscar. <laughs> break glass, let's give it to Oscar. You, like they they literally done that to her. Probably majority of her main roster run, like even when she won the uh, SmackDown Women's title, like 
uh back back in 2018 at the TLC show like it was like more so of a thing like she was just there while Becky Robin and Charlotte were like the focus like Oscar was like oh yeah let's just give her the title and then eventually took it off her was like a week before WrestleMania two yeah. weeks before WrestleMania so like I'm I, like Oscar I definitely think it's good that they keep her <laughs> <laughs> wow 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 I, I I definitely think it's good Oscar Chu Oscar Chu I definitely think it's good that they keep Oscar on TV, man, and like sort of just, just just let people sort of forget about her a little bit, and then if they choose choose to bring her back uh, and, and and something important, then hopefully you know it it, it will be some good. But you know, with WWE is like I said, a fifty fifty chance. Crapshoot, it's and a crapshoot for sure. SP, let me ask you, man, like, isn't this return of Becky Lynch and all of this heel movement that she's going to try to now do because they're trying to make her a heel? Don't you think now her promos are going to feel more forced and natural? That's what it kind of felt like last night on uh, SmackDown. It kind of felt like she she was doing it slow burn. She was allowing the she said she misses the fan. She was allowing them to cheer them, and then there was like that switch where it came off forced for her to try to get a rea- uh, a negative reaction, but she got positive reactions. It's it's not gonna work. Like I I'm sorry, people people saying, oh, you sound like you're saying Becky Lynch is a failure as a heel. I'm not trying to say that, but I am because I saw. Saw Becky Lynch before she came to WWE, and I saw her try to be heel then. Didn't work. Saw her in NXT when she aligned with Sasha Banks when Sasha Banks was the number one heel. Didn't work. Saw it in 2018. I was in the crowd after SummerSlam 2018, where she's like, "You fans didn't cheer me," and I was like, "Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah, you people, you people didn't cheer me." And we were like, "Yes, we did. We love you, Becky." And that didn't work either. There are just some people sting. Rick Flair, <laughs> Dusty, Dusty Rhodes. There are some of the all-time greats. But guess what? They all didn't couldn't play a heel. They all did not do well whenever they were positioned as heels. And I think Becky Lynch is in that category as right. well. So and to play devil's advocate to what you're saying, it's not calling her failing. It's yo, her character personifies anti-hero her character personifies doing anything against what the company is telling her to do she's built this as the biggest thing in the women's industry and then you can't mold that you cannot mold that that is a natural character she is literally riding the wave that stone cold was waving of being somebody that you cannot tell what to do she just needs to go out there as the man and speaks on what she feels and just let it be organic you can not take the man and make it booked the man is organic that is why she became so over because it was organic that visual that she had at that brawl before survivor series was the most telling thing of her persona change like you can't book that you can't book that that's organic you cannot book that sorry true true we got uh in the live chat joe kim morales of battle club pro saying one of the best podcasts in the world so knowledgeable thank you good brother we miss you we miss you too where are you brother i know you're probably busy (laughs) as hell but we miss you man (laughs) we got lizzie stallion saying so they pay brock millions to appear possibly for eight pay-per-views bet the recently released uh stars will be thrilled to hear that sarcasm uh we also (laughs) to be fair yo can i to be fair that would probably be more matches that Brock Lesnar has had in any prior contract. That's also also a good point. Also a good point. <laughs> uh, truly, Heel Romeo says, yeah, that was the quickest uh, L. So it's a new Ooh. EST. For- <laughs> Ooh. Boo, boo, boo that man. Boo that man. 
<laughs> oh, we got we got fifth generation Cardi saying uh Becky Lynch being a badass baby face seems much more over than heel Becky. That's for certain. I mean, uh, Michael yeah. Butler makes a good point. Bianca should have turned heel immediately no, after she got no. robbed, hair whipped, and beat down. I I, 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 I would have been mad at that. No if, if Andrew, I wouldn't have been mad at that. You Bro. know why? Because this is basically her being screwed the fuck over and then her coming out to fucking annihilate. Yo, imagine if she would have came out and literally annihilated Becky Lynch on SmackDown that Friday. That would have felt organic because she was screwed over. She got a last minute title shot. She got squashed. She got surprised and it came out out of anger and demolished Becky Lynch and said, this is what I would have done to you if I was prepared for you. Like it, it, it would have been, it, the layups are there. The layups are there. And they just fucking choose to, you know, they want to take half court shots. And you know what you do with half court shots, right? You miss most of them. And speaking of that, we got, a hundred rubies hey, from Fala hey. from Fala B two dollar donation uh saying take this layup. Yes, there's Appreciate there's layup, layup there's layups and they just chose to take a half court shot. <laughs> like the thing is, man, like I, I, I definitely was uh thinking about the Bianca Hill turn, right? But I was like, I mean, even though it is an easy choice, I feel like dude, you've been they've been building her so well as a baby face just to like switch like that. Like, I mean, I <laughs> but to do it against but, the but, biggest but, star. On I, okay, look, so she's the I, biggest I, I, star. I, I get that point, but at the same time, if Becky is going to be positioned as a heel, if that's if that's the way they're going, you know obviously I mean? that's you, why you, Becky Bianca's still a face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but, but then you trying to, but then you come in there and you switch that whole narrative. It's like, but I mean, it's, it, it just feels like too too much of a just a. I don't want to say an easy thing because I mean that that would be the you know the right thing to do if that's the case. But like it just seems like they've been building her so well, man, and just to like just switch her like that. I mean, I get both sides, but at the same time, I just like, I, I just prefer Bianca as a, as bro, a baby I would have bet my whole paycheck. Is. I would have bet my whole paycheck if Bianca came out, beat Becky Lynch's ass and basically shunt the crowd. Booze would have been fucking nuclear. Oh, for sure. Booze would have been nuclear sure. because of who it was being done to. Not because it was being done to the man. It was being done to this indestructible person. It was being done to the man, and then Bianca is proud of herself for doing such heinous shit. And it would have it's like, or it's it's easy, man. This is easy. This is easy. And this is uh, we got another uh, super chat. Thank you, you guys are awesome. Uh, you, my boy Blue, saying thanks, thanks for watching WWE. So I don't have to. You, my I boy was watching. Blue. <laughs> I was I was watching preseason football and managed to catch uh, not a bad choice, not a bad choice. Yes, yes. we we do it for you. Shout out to my boy Stack King for getting us these cool, getting mm. us the best in the world shirts. You know what I mean? He got us the official shits with the rib joints. You know what I mean? Because it's just <laughs> sold out everywhere right now. They are they are the top selling t shirt in pro wrestling tees history. But yes. Mm. They they they're making money AEW and WWE seems to be finding ways to to well they're still making money but it just finds ways to baffle us with some of their booking but bro, the it product was, is horrible bro the, the the company the company overall I don't ever think WWE will ever be in a position where they're not making bank they will always make bank the the product is just ass like that's just, it's it's, not it's calling it like it is man yeah. like SmackDown is a watchable show Raw is borderline Smackdown. basically unwatchable 
are we gonna get into this NXT shit? Because I, I, I'm like, there's a the- there's a lot that we, we we missed throughout the week. First up, we got it also you know SummerSlam had a whole bunch going on besides the returns. Uh, like we said, Roman Reigns defeated uh, John Cena to retain the WWE Universal Championship in a great main event. Brock Lesnar returned to confront him afterwards. Of course, there was the Becky Lynch squash win over Bianca Belair to win the SmackDown Women's Title. We also had Bobby Lashley defeat uh, Goldberg by referee stop to retain the WWE Championship and attacked Goldberg's son Gage after the match. Uh, RK Bro beat AJ Styles and almost to win the Raw Tag Team titles. Charlotte Flair, which should make our producer happy, defeated Nikki A.S.H. and Rhea Ripley to win the Raw Women's Championship. Da- Damian Priest beat Sheamus to win. <laughs> to win the- <laughs> he had to get that in there. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. We also had, um, uh, yeah, Damian Priest beat Sheamus to win the U.S. Championship. And in the match of the night, it was Edge who defeated Seth Rollins in a fantastic encounter that was uh, that was indeed a show stealer. What did you think about that uh, that encounter, Andrew? That, that, that was a great match for sure. The best the best match of the night. Uh, it, it, I mean, when it started off, it, it was kind of slow pace, but I think it was like not not slow pace in a bad way, but like more so they were just building up to the eventual, you know, picking it up. And they 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 had a match that kind of exceeded my expectations. I was just I wasn't expecting it to be bad on any on any level, but I wasn't expecting it to be that damn good. I was like, okay, they they went out there and you know they tore the house down. So yeah, congratulations, uh, Edge and Seth Rollins on that match. Uh, I, it, it it was something you said that I was um. That, that I was thinking about, I had just lost it. Hopefully, it come back to me. But it was something funny that you said. So, uh, yeah, you go ahead. <laughs> I hope it comes back. Hope it's good. Hey, do that, man. <laughs> uh, over on uh, NXT, the aforementioned NXT, you had uh, Takeover Thirty Six. Samoa Joe defeated Karrion Cross to become the first three-time NXT champion. Yes, that Karrion Cross. Yeah, uh, Kyle- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Kyle Riley defeated Adam Cole to win the undisputed finale. Like we said earlier, uh, Raquel Gonzalez beat Dakota Kai to retain the NXT Women's Championship, and then Kaylee Ray made her official NXT debut. Cameron Grimes beat LA Knight to win the Million Dollar Championship. And not only the match of the night, but a match of the year candidate, Ilya Dragunov defeated Volter in an amazing uh, matchup to win the NXT UK Championship. (laughs) Rated by Dave Meltzer, the guy that hates WWE so much to some people. Five and a quarter stars, one of the highest rated matchups in Wrestling Observer uh, newsletter history. Uh, Man, top out there looking like a peppermint. You see how they got <laughs> crazy, bro. <laughs> crazy, bro. Oh my god, I was like, his his chest looked like raw meat. It was ridiculous. Oh my god, what a what a match indeed. A match of the year candidate by far, in my opinion, the WWE match of the year. It was nothing. Oh, like absolutely. That. Once you sink it in, yeah, it's definitely that's definitely a case, man. Over on WWE Raw, they did actually one of their highest ratings of the year, 2.067 million viewers. That's great. Carry- Karrion Cross debuted a new look, like we said before, which was a cross between a gimp and meets Demolition Soldier uh, as he defeated Ricochet. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Damian Priest beat Sheamus and Bobby Lashley in tag team action. You also had The Miz turn on John Morrison following his latest loss to Xavier Woods. And RK Bro had a championship celebration and Riddle defeated uh, AJ Styles in the main event. I will give them credit. They didn't bombard us with rematch. Matches for once on Monday Night Raw, so you got to announce matches a week ahead. Look at that. 
Look exactly. Look at, at least, that. At least we're seeing <laughs> something for them. And we got another super chat. Thank you, good brother. The true jaw Josh saying five dollars. I was supposed to give Baron, uh, but now he's happy, Corbin. So he doesn't need it, which we will we will get to that. We also missed that as well, but we will get to that shortly. Uh over on NXT, you had uh they did six hundred eighty-five thousand viewers for a taped episode. Carmelo Hayes beat Odyssey Jones to win the NXT breakout tournament. Uh, Pete Dunn and LA Knight, Kyle O'Reilly set their sights on Samoa Joe's NXT Championship. Legato Del Fantasma beat Hit Road thanks to Electra Lopez joining LDF's ranks, uh, attacking BFAB. Uh, Andrew, what did you think about Carmelo Hayes getting the big victory? And what title do you see him going after? I, I definitely think Carmelo was the right move, the, uh, the former Christian Casanova. He, he he was he was doing a lot of good work on the independence. I think he was working with Limitless Wrestling for a little bit. Like he 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 was he was making a real good name for himself, man. And I think that's kind of the direction that WWE's kind of be going forward. Like I I I still think I, I don't believe the idea that they won't be getting independent talents. I think they will be staying away from the more established independent talent, the people who more so have a name for themselves already, and they'll be looking at guys like. Christian Casanova slash Carmelo Hayes, who have a name for themselves, but more so they like on the up and up. Like they, you know, they, they they're there, but they're not all the way there. So WWE can take them in, mold them into their style, into the type of wrestler that they see fit. And I think that's the type of guys they're going to be going out there on top of athletes and college basketball players and football players. Like I, I've even uh, written a couple of articles like with WWE, like they've emailed and got in contact with uh, people that work that, that play basketball for Ohio State and, you know, uh, California universities and stuff like that, football. Like that's the type of people they're going for on top of looking at wrestlers who don't have that sort of established name that's on the independent scene. But yeah, but go, going back to that, uh, finally answering your question. Yeah. Car Carmelo, I think he, I think he was the right choice. Like I think yeah. Alexi Jones is probably the person that everybody was looking at. Probably, like, he probably going, you know, probably going to beat him, but I think they did it in a clever way that kept him strong. Like it was just a simple, you know, he got, got him over, got him down for the one, two, three. And, you know, I, I think it was simple and effective. And yeah, as far as uh, Tyler, he might challenge for, I, I I really can't call it right now. I, I can maybe see him going after the North American title, or I can maybe see him going after the cruiserweight title because he lost to Kushida on his first night. So maybe yeah. that was you know something that they want to revisit. I mean, I would love him versus Swerve. So I say the the North American Championship might be what I what I would want him to go for. Over on AEW Dynamite, they did their second highest ratings in Dynamite history since their debut episode: one point one seven two million viewers, with six hundred and twenty k in the eighteen to forty nine demo off the heels of a of a massive um, rampage rating for Punk's debut with one point one two nine million viewers. CM Punk had his first promo talking about why he made the challenge to Darby Allen and the aforementioned tease of Daniel Bryan. Lucha Bros defeated Varsity Blondes to move on in the finals of the World Tag Team Title Eliminated Tournament. Chris Jericho put his AEW in-ring career on the line for one more match against MJF at All Out. Malachi Black destroyed Brock Anderson in the main event and after low blowed uh, Arn Anderson and gave him a black mask. Top Guy JJ, we've seen a lot of people on social media call this one of the weakest episodes of Dynamite in quite some time. What did you think and do you think AEW put their best foot forward with the massive uh, amount of ratings that they were surely going to get? Yeah, I, I I have to call a spade a spade. This this episode of AEW Dynamite was pretty weak. Like it was a pretty weak episode. Like I was waiting for something else to happen besides CM Punk come out. Like I think that they were basically they built this whole episode around 
the arrival and the, the entrance of CM Punk and what he was going to do. Like even the main event, like, I mean, how I, it's kind of like how y'all going to really put Brock Anderson in a main event. Like, I, I, I'm sorry. Like, like that, that is, that's, and I get they trying to make Malachi black, the biggest thing right now, like one of the bigger things right now in AEW, but come on, Brock Anderson, like this story should have happened literally either at the top of the show or at the middle. Like, this is not something that you close out the show with. Like, this is the most obvious finish that we were going to get. And I don't like the position that they put Brock Anderson in. Obviously, like, this is not looking, this doesn't look good for him. Obviously, he still needs to work. He still needs to do a lot of work. Um, But moving the needle, right? Um, Do I have, like, a minute to read a certain person's comments? Oh, uh, you can because we got the weekly rub uh podcast bringing up Booker T and R Truth's comments uh on CM Punk. R Truth uh commented talking about that uh that he pinned CM Punk when he was because him him and the Miz were were hotter than CM Punk during the summer of Punk when he pinned him at Vengeance 2011. Then you had uh Booker T saying that CM Punk blew it on his uh debut of on AEW Ram page last week and saying that uh cm punk all he did was talk about wwe and he blew his promo i mean you want to bring it up you said it before we went on there you wanted to bring it up i didn't even this, put this in my agenda re- because i, I didn't it. even there's care there's a reason why i want to put this is why I, yo booker t is so lost in profession he's so lost in what people are i just want to add this before before you go your rant about booker t but Booker T, that man is under contract to WWE until twenty twenty nine. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, I know. I know. I'm prefacing everything, but I need to just read like how much you can miss a complete point that you're trying to make. This is like I'm going to read a small portion of it, not his whole shit, because he said a lot of garbage. But this part here, I'm going to read, and I, I I need y'all to understand when somebody is so off on their points. Like I, I need you to get this. I need you to get what I'm I'm, I'm going at right now. I can only imagine if The Rock had the same 21,000 in Miami, Florida. The Rock would have talked about every landmark in Miami that had everybody in Miami frequented. He would have chose the fans going crazy with excitement about CM Punk, chose to talk about the WWE, and that nine minutes went back so slow when it could have been a party going on in United Center. That's a that's a WWE-S promo that he's talking about. Does Booker (laughs) T know what CM Punk even is? Did Booker C even watch the promo? That's no, what he, I'm. He clearly I'm did. He clearly about. did. But that just no, he didn't. He, he did not. He did not because he said he that all he did was bring up exactly. He probably got a clip. He got exactly. A, he got a, but this CM Punk, a reason why we love CM Punk, Booker T, you fucking idiot. Like the reason why we love him is because of how raw and authentic he is. He is speaking as a wrestling fan that is a wrestler. He never was the guy that got to an arena and, and yay, I'm going to talk about I-95. I'm going to talk about the Barclays Center. I'm going to talk about the Brooklyn Museum. I'm going to talk about Atlantic Ave. That has never in CM Punk's life been a promo that existed ever, ever. So you're going to expect CM Punk to come back and debut and have a party, you fucking idiot. CM Punk's fucking career is built on drama, you moron. His career is built on this. And the reason why we follow him is because he speaks the truth, you fucking idiot. And it's, it's so astronomically stupid for somebody as, 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 as prestige as Brooker T. He's a wrestling Hall of Famer, clearly. But, bro, 
you have never been over as somebody that cuts promos. You have been a guy that is the other guy, the better guy from Harlem Heat. That was a guy that can go in the ring. And obviously people were noticing a black athlete that can go in the ring. You were never over as any of your promos, bro. The only thing that you have ever been known for right now is your stupid ass shucky ducky quack quack shit. Like this is how this is the shit that you're over by speaking about. But you're gonna bring up CM Punk, CM Punk's promo, like the love of professional wrestling that he left. He left professional wrestling in 2005, and then he fucking came back in 2021. We we know what he was talking about, you idiot. We know what he was talking about. You're gonna sit there and talk like he should have. He should have talked about every landmark in Chicago. They didn't give a fuck about that. They wanted to hear the truth. It's fucking. I, 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 I. I can't wait for JJ versus Booker T the next reality wrestling show. This shit really annoyed me because it's like, yo, I understand that he's under contract to WWE, so you <laughs> need to say it. shit. You okay, need to say shit. someone from reality wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and look, he said, he said, hey, I gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yo. Yo, yo, it, I mean, come on, bro. I mean, come on. Yo, it, it really is like, yo, you're really, yo, yo, yeah, he took the crate, yo, he took the crate challenge and fell like my man did on the stack of crates and he fell right on his back. Like, yo, he said, yo, that's an epic fail of the scissor kick, bro. Like, oh my God. It, 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 it's it's like come on yo you're really gonna sit there yo you think cm punk is gonna sit here and talk about fucking landmarks you think cm punk was gonna go out there and talk about the fucking michael jordan statue you thought he was gonna sit there and talk about pro wrestling on his first promo back in wrestling like it yo you can't be dumber than this you can't be dumber than this to understand that you're talking about cm punk his career has been built on speaking the hot takes that's been the, that's been his career like, how dumb can you be, bro? Yeah, yeah, I remember when Booger T made the comments about Biggie last summer. But he was like, he was like, he he, yes. he, he can't be a serious guy when, when he's walking around the new day with the colorful gear. I was like, there you go. Yo, I there couldn't take his shit seriously, <laughs> but this was so dumb. I had to speak on this. This was beyond dumb. You think, yo, you're gonna compare CM Punk's promo to what The Rock would have said? Like, yo, how, yo, you can't be, you can't be more off and more stupid in your comments as being somebody in the media ever. Like, you have been in the business and you don't know what the fuck CM Punk was gonna say. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. You all the way off, homie. You all the way off. JJ versus Booker T is something I need to see. <laughs> I, 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 I need to see this. This needs to happen. Oh, yo, man. So he's said, this you is know, the Saturday he, gospel we come for. He, yo, he's gonna, <laughs> yo, the thing is that he's going to probably try to speak louder than me and speak about his accolades, but just understand that I can speak just as fucking loud as he does. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it's so crazy, bro, that he can really, he can really sit there and, and talk about, yo, I, I, I had to read that piece right there. It's just saying it from, saying from a perspective where I'm making my comeback and I'm thinking about the other side. That's totally a place that why I wouldn't even be going. You never been that over to talk about somewhere else, you fucking idiot. Like you've never been that guy, like ever, ever. <laughs> so why yo, so if you talk about yo, talk about yo, he would have came out there and talked about his his career in WCW. You think anybody would have gave a fuck? So five times, five times, five times, five times, nobody would have cared. We got we got a three dollar super chat donation. All bro. troops, thank you for saying that. Saying it. Oh my god. Hey, hey bro, not for real, bro. Like 
when when you really think about it, for for Booker to be caping for WWE the way that he is, especially knowing what they did, like the, uh, that the WrestleMania 19 thing. And I I know he tried to like downplay that shit. Like he'd be like, oh, you know, I was all about the business. Like bro, like it, we 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 know exactly what that was, and especially that promo Triple H cut on him uh, going into it. Very 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 racist promo. If we call him a spade a spade, but uh, Booker T he kind of plays it. You know, like oh, you know, I was just about the business whatsoever. But yeah, bro, man, this I, promo. I, I, if this promo came from Triple H, I would have one hundred percent understood it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't like saying the term Uncle Tom a lot, but my, my God, Booker <laughs> T, you Uncle, you Uncle Tom did when you when you came up with that excuse for not including that Triple H racist story. That's your most famed WWE feud Moment. for the wrong Moment. reasons, yeah. yeah. And it's like you you should have addressed it, and you should have been like you were upset that they didn't include it in the thing. But don't try to excuse it and say that it was something that it wasn't, because we all know what it was, my my dude. You, you got know, wrong. Was, you got yeah, wrong. The, the, the thing that makes it worse is he tries to like, like again, like, like, oh, you know, it's just a business. I, I never looked at professional wrestling in that manner. Like he's openly said these things, and I'm like, there, there is no way that you don't realize how how dirty they did you in in that moment. Like it, it did that. They don't even on commentary. You got Jerry Lawler talking about how many times this man been in jail, and you know what I'm saying. Just saying like real uh, overly racist shit. Like just talking about like calling them like hoodlum and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, but and I know people use the excuse of oh, you know, it was cool. Like it was a different time. People always I, I, like that's like one of my pet peeves. Whenever we talk about some racial or anything <laughs> of the sort, people be like, oh, you know, it was a different time period. What the fuck do you mean it's a different time period? Like, what do you mean? Like, this was yo, 2003, my dude. Like, what yo, are you talking dude said, about? For me, it was the same promo that was given in WWE. It was about WWE. It had nothing meaningful to it as far as I'm going to go, as I'm going to create. Who am I going to blow up? How I'm going to make AEW by coming in, being a nice guy, and throwing out freaking ice cream bars? Who gives a damn about that? Everybody cared about that, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like yo, come, yo. Oh I will not ever, ever test his wrestling, his wrestling savvy. He's obviously a Hall of Famer, and none of us can ever touch him in a ring. But get on this motherfucking microphone! I swear to God, you will get fucking roasted. You will get roasted. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, 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 what what, what, what a dude who say he work at reality wrestling? Man. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 his I'm, last I'm, his I'm his last comment. Like his last comment was, I'm, I got, I'm gonna go. <laughs> Booker T on True Hill Heat. The people need it. The we are invited Booker T to come on True Hill Heat and debate with Top Guy JJ. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here first. We got uh, Nick Jackson. That man fired from his job. He is. <laughs> We got Nick Jackson with with the 199 Super Chat donation. True Hill Heat's my church. This is why I'm here. Yes. Yes, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate all y'all with the the positivity and understanding what, why, why I had to kind of go up against. I I apologize, SP3, because I kind of had to go against what he had in this agenda to kind of to to get into this shit because this shit, these comments are worse than the new NXT logo. You spoke your truth. You, my boy Blue, says JJ about to put uh, Booker out to pasture. <laughs> we got fifth generation Carney saying Booker T is a less funny Barkley. Yes, uh, I, I that's what I said on social media. He's Charles Barkley had a great career, but some of his opinions are crap, and that's kind of what Booker T is. That's kind of what Booker is now. But yes, what we missed. <laughs> 
I don't know yo, how I go back Barclays, to yo, but Barclays, that's, and that's even kind of wrong too because Barkley's opinions are based on just what he feels about that person. Yes. He's making these comments defending WWE. Like it's, it's, it's like stop it, stop the cap, stop the cap. Barkley doesn't do this defending TNT. He doesn't long, do this defending TNT. Cap. Stop the cap. He doesn't do. He doesn't cap. make his comments defending TNT. Booker T is making these comments defending WWE. Like stop the cap. Well. Impact Wrestling, uh, Christian Cage was confronted and challenged by Tommy Dreamer until Ace Austin and Madman Fulton interrupted, setting up Ace versus Christian at Victory Road. You had Chris Bay defeat uh, David Finley uh, in, in, a, in a pretty good matchup. Uh, final hype for Deanna Parraza versus Melina at Empower with Deanna attacking Mickey James for the first time. Over on SmackDown last night, you had Paul Heyman, the Usos, and Roman Reigns were the highlight with their response to Booker T return i mean excuse me see i'm still on booker t jesus christ um uh, their response on brock shirt yo that shirt is fire their response on brock lesnar's uh return first with the usos interrogating Heyman uh about knowing yeah i love that about uh brock lesnar's return then roman telling Heyman that he is family and that he loves him their family celebration was interrupted by finn baller who challenged uh roman for next week and street profits made the save when the the bloodline jumped uh baller becky lynch said she wasn't sorry for taking advantage of an opportunity at SummerSlam. bianca challenged Challenged her for that night, but Becky turned her down after Selena Vega, Carmella, and Liv Morgan got involved. Bianca beat all three ladies to get her rematch with Becky at Extreme Rules. And we got the debut of Happy Corbin after his fortune turned around. When he hit it big in Las Vegas, uh, he had a crazy week. He started with just $35. He turned that into $100. He turned that into a new car. He, his, his wife has invited him back in the home. She has ragu beef for him, and yes, that's a good ass statement. Not, not for nothing, y'all. Y'all know on True Hill Heat for the entire history of True Hill Heat how I have ragged Baron Corbin through the mud. This was fucking entertaining. This was it entertaining. Is. It is. This bro. was I'm, entertaining. I'm it is. It, it, it is. Yo, Biggie came out. Boy, Baron, like you ain't. You can't ruin. We can't ruin my mood. I'm. I'm a bounce. I'm happy as hell. I'm happy, Corbin. You can't. You can't ruin my shit. I'm rich. Especially, uh, especially considering like the way he he's like going full on with it. Like not even cutting his hair. He is embracing it. Like, so he, he, he's he, embracing. He, he, it. I love it, that. I love it, that. It, it's it's hard not to like not to enjoy something like that when you see somebody like legit going all the way in with it, and then like yeah. you know they're complete character switch what he is now happy corbin when he got his money back and stuff like and i'm pretty sure it will come an- another another flip in the story where he probably gonna end up losing all that and then gonna go right back to you know bro- broke baron corbin or bum ass baron corbin as- oh <laughs> Mac- man Mac- Mac- i miss pat mcafee <laughs> i missed pat mcafee last night man hey, i hope hey, he gets better man i hope what, he gets better what, what did yes. y'all think about uh kevin owens and Corey graves on comment did you did you like I liked I liked Kevin Owens, but I can't stand Corey Graves. Corey Graves is like the person I I least like on WWE commentary because he just sounds like he's just re- repeating verbatim everything that Vince tells him in his ear. Yeah, man, I used to love Corey Graves. I used to love Corey on commentary, man. But he he turned into the complete yes man, man. Like 
that's another case of Monday Night Raw ruining somebody. Like, 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 like it's 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 a sad story, man. Because Corey Graves was fuck. He used to be so dope on commentary. Something changed, man. Something really well, I, changed. I, I, I think with with WWE and their commentary style, I think they, of course, if we saying they like to put people in a certain box. They like to, you know, yeah. keep, keep you with it. I think <laughs> honestly, Pat McAfee is probably the first commentator that they've had. I they've yo, had love put, like, Pat McAfee. Yo, he, 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 he genuinely seems like he's being himself. He's a fan. And he's having fun. He's a fan. And, like. He's like a fan. WWE, That's why. Like we, 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 we've even heard wrestlers say this. Like WWE, when they're there, like even a wrestler, they they sort of lose that passion a little bit. Like they lose that love. Like, yeah. I've even heard uh, uh, Billy Kay. She had said in the interview, she was like when. She's learned that when she was in WWE, she had to put that passion aside and look at it as a business. And that's not, but that, that, like, that's not how you're supposed to feel about wrestling, bro. Like, even though it is a business, you know what I'm saying? You got to look at it like that too. But like, you still want to love what you do. And like, they kind of strip a lot of personality away from people and like put them in this this one box. And that's why, you know, some people may not enjoy Corey Graves. I, I, I've never been like a big Corey Graves guy, but like I grew with JJ. There was a point where he was like really, really good on commentary. I think it was more so that was when he was with NXT and he was with Tom Phillips, yeah. who I also don't get why yeah. they let go. That you know that that's not a hill that we passed that, that now. And we, that's yeah, a yeah, whole yeah. different yeah, that's subject. That's a whole other shebang right there. But yeah, man, like I, I definitely agree with JJ said. Like as far as uh, Corey Graves once being uh, probably one of my favorite commentators, more so when he was in NXT, and then once he got moved on, it was like. Eh. You know, yeah, and, and to it answer was... a question earlier in the chat, um, yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, unfortunately, Pat McAfee is battling COVID. He's battling COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Michael Cole made the announcement on SmackDown, so just hopefully that he he's one of the dudes that you know doesn't have that many symptoms and he's he's able to return next week. Yeah, Pat, um, Pat, he was um he was putting some updates on Twitter. He was like, you know, he had a bad fever and you know he was just you know he was just out and you know just out of it a little bit and then he he said he was like starting to come to like as, as, uh, last night and you know he's still dealing with it but just from his updates it seemed like he was doing you know be, way, way better okay than you know what he was doing when he first announced the news yeah Bar- yeah he was he was fully he, yeah yeah he, he was, was fully, fully vaccinated and he and he tested positive so yeah. you know l- lucky none of nobody in his family or his friends got it but you know wishing him the best and a speedy recovery so he comes back very very soon because he was missed especially Pat's when for you. Came one week yo he's been going one week and i missed him dearly yo <laughs> pat is the best thing he's the best commentator in all of wwe bar they, they, they don't strap him down like they don't Put him in yeah, and that, I think that's probably part of what he signed up for. He's like, yo, I, can, I, I need to be me. Probably. I need to be me. Yeah. Like, I need to be me. Like, don't give me a script. Don't give me a script. Ain't nobody else out there sitting on Michael Cole's neck doing Shisuke Nakamura interests. No, no, nobody, nobody else <laughs> yo, is doing that, bro. Yo, nobody uh, else is doing that. But was, the you, best. Wanna know, you wanna know what's funny, dog? Like, I really think like I, Michael Cole even said it. He went on Pat McAfee's show. Like, I really think he changed. Michael Cole's career as far as like um, giving him like a, a kick in the ass a little bit. Probably like reignited Cole, his passion. Michael Cole was like sort of in that same sort of vein with Corey Graves, like so formulaic, like WWE style. And like Pat McAfee came in and he like really, like JJ said, took his passion uh, and, and, and brought it back, man. So like Pat McAfee, I, I really think that's going to be a guy that they need to keep him around for a long time. And maybe they should consider doing that for all their commentators. Like, oh, bro, you, you want you want to know who I want to hear on commentary without like the, the WWE like S stuff like Byron Saxon. I I, I, I genuinely yeah. wonder how he would be if he wasn't so all the fucking time. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm I'm just curious. I'm he's not. another he's another e drone. He Yo, he just I'm says not. anything I that's think, said in his ear. I think Byron Saxon is the worst commentator in the entire industry right now. Damn, I'm not <laughs> Damn, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm I, I'm not sure. I want to hear anything being pushed for Byron Saxon. 
not, not, well, not, not necessarily being pushed, but more so of like, because obviously they have a certain thing that they want him to do, which is the happy-go-lucky commentator. I just wonder how he would be if he was just, you know, just regular himself. Like, as well, Let we free, really let lot, off the reins. We don't, we don't really see a lot of black commentators in WWE anyway, so like, I, Yo, I, try, to, I, I, I try not to, you know. If anybody, anybody's much, familiar you know with this, if you live in New sure. York, if you if you live in New York, he reminds me of Mike Woods on Channel Five New on Channel Five, The Weatherman. He he is just so stale. He is so stale. Like he is like his outfits makes it worse. But he his is outfits. such a he doesn't he doesn't bring nothing to the table commentary wise. So that's why I'm not hey, really like like Andrew said. He's an African American. I'm willing to give him a chance. And he <laughs> he did he didn't have the decline of Corey Graves. So I think Corey Graves is worse because Corey Graves <laughs> showed that he can actually be good yes, yes. and he. He's fallen. Where ba- Brian Saxon has just told the company line because he is African American. We don't get a lot of chances, so he got to toe that line yeah, a little yeah, bit more yeah, than Corey yeah, ever yeah, had to yeah, toe. Yeah, he, he's booking. He's booking T and commentary right now. Uh, I, I, no, I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far. That's too far. That's too far. Too far. You crossed the line, sir. AEW Rampage was the other show last night. You had the Lucha Bros defeat Jurassic Express to face the Young Bucks in a steel cage at AEW. Well, not for this match. They were up for this match. Main. Mainly because Giannis Antetokounmpo was in the front row. The NBA Finals MVP was the hottest, was the the, the most livest fan in the front row going crazy for this matchup. This was fantastic. A fantastic opener on Rampage. The best, one of the best matches of the of the week since Monday. Uh, the And now the Lucha Bros will verse the Young Bucks inside of a steel cage for the AEW World Tag Team titles at All Out, which should be it. it bonkers um miro attacked and mauled fiego del sol and ripped his mask off leading to eddie kingston coming down for a brawl to set up the tnt championship match at aew all out and now and we also had christian and frankie kazarian beat kenny omega and brandon cutler in a tag team main event not much to see on this episode outside of the opener but what an opener it was and Giannis popping for aew made aew look big time so that was all good things there WWE news now we had during a new interview with Ariel Awani for BT Sports uh WWE president <laughs> y'all, have, y'all have killed me about eight times on this episode you really gotta do Byron like he he, he really got the Byron developmental pick though he didn't even find the Byron college he got he got the Byron Saxon developmental WWE.com photo shoot <laughs> on JJ saying Byron is the Booker T of commentary, Booker T voice. Tell me he didn't just say that. <laughs> I did. I did. I definitely did. I ain't um, taking it back either. <laughs> Nick Khan confirmed the the uh, rumored overhaul to NXT and said it's coming in the next few weeks. He said we're doing a a complete revamp on NXT led by Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, who is really one of the architects of the original <laughs> NXT. <laughs> So so what we so what we found is probably why we did the tryout. Romeo's undefeated. (laughs) Yo, what the fuck is that? Yo, yo, Romeo, bro, Romeo's a part of the internet trolls that 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 just wins. He he definitely. I'm telling you, Romeo got a burner account like (laughs) like different memes. He just be sending them. I'm telling you. Romeo definitely one of them. (laughs) 
it, it ain't over. He got that turned yo, around. Yo, yo, this, <laughs> yo, that's a yo. What is that? He said it's probably why they did the tryout in Las Vegas over the weekend. What we want to make sure is easy for folks who want to be for WWE superstars is figuring out how to become WWE superstars. So if you think of the life of an elevated athlete throughout their career, the opportunity to go play somewhere as has always been easy. Being able to play somewhere is not. That's what's hard. But if you're an amazing high school football player, colleges uh, come after you and you get recruited. You go into their system and either you make it or you don't make it. And again, all that takes to get there, very difficult. But the system, not difficult from my point of view. So we want our system to be an easy system where people who want to be superstars, they know how to get to us and we can get to them. On when NXT reband is coming, in terms of an NXT rebrand, he said, look for it in the next couple of weeks. It's going to have a whole new look. It's going to have a whole new feel. And we believe a lot of the indie wrestlers, if you will, have come through our system and in our system with SmackDown and Raw now. We don't want to just keep doing the same thing. We want to look elsewhere for great young talent. And he says the it's going to change the look, the production of the show. Everything's going to change. <laughs> What's your thoughts on the new logo, Andrew, and these comments from uh, Nick Khan? NXT about to be real bright. <laughs> that, 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 that's what it's looking like. The, the logo, like I actually saw, um, I actually saw a tweet uh, last night. I, 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 I gotta look at it, but um, they, they like broke down, um, like, like why the logo is bad, like from like a designer standpoint. And that was like yeah. a really informative thing. I looked, I was like, I think that was some cool shit. The way they broke down, like, why the logo is like shit in a way. So like, but I mean, as far as like, um, the, the, the music, like more so hip hop music now, I think that's kind of a different feel opposed to what Triple H usually does in NXT with the the same rock. Like, I mean, I that that part of it I do like because I got tired of hearing all that and all all that bullshit. Like, that, yeah. I mean, that's that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I I listen to different types of genre music. I like all types of flavors, but like it was just. I think it's something different that they bring it to the the overall genre in NXT, <laughs> but like, but 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 like, yeah, the, the logo. I mean, for real, for real, but I'm being honest, but I don't give a fuck about the logo. Like, I I, I don't care. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, and I'm not saying that in the sense of like, I still think it's a bad logo, but like, I'm just talking about like, do I genuinely give a fuck about what the what the logo is? I I don't. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being, I'm just being, you know, I'm just being real. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it so looks like logo. You know what I'm saying? It, like, it, I mean, it looks I, like I, a I cross between it, Living Color and the Rugrats logo. Yeah, let's see. Uh, <laughs> hey, JJ, JJ, keep JJ, keep it up on the screen. Keep it up on the screen. Like the, the person who did the video, they was like, like they, they they did like a whole breakdown of like why the logo is bad. Because like if you look at it from like a certain distance, the X doesn't look like an X. It was like a part of like. fun. <laughs> Even uh Hill Steven saying I got the wild and crazy kids vibes with the, the new with the, with the new <laughs> NXT logo. Uh Stag King says just said on Fusion of Honor when I was recording with Ness, can't wait to see how Romeo digs deep to find a way to say this NXT logo is amazing and isn't absolute BS. <laughs> I, it, it, it ain't amazing. It definitely ain't amazing. I would I wouldn't go that far. He said, uh, "Romeo says the logo is a blank canvas filled with new paint, a metaphor for the new NXT." I get it. <laughs> um, hey, hey, bro, I was dying at JJ making the voice, the kitty voice. It's NXT. <laughs> Welcome to the new NXT on Tuesdays on the USA um, Network. But no, Yay! The, 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 the product, I definitely think it's about to be like very. Uh, 
bright. Like it, it's 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 gonna be it, it's gonna be something. Like what, Yo, what NXT is, that? is about to be fun. It's about to be fun, fun and new fun. and awesome. That, that, that show, that's the uh, September 14th show, right? That yes. I think I think that's the official one that isn't taped. That's, uh, live. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be live with the wedding, with the uh, index wedding. We're, we're, yeah. we're the start. We're the start. Exactly. NXT. The new generation. Well, we got... We got about almost 30 people watching us across all the platforms. Remember to drop a thumbs up on this video if you're watching it on YouTube right now. Share this video with your friends. Hit the subscribe button if you're new to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. If you like our spicy takes, if you like rants like Top Guy JJ's rant on Booker T, you can get more of that every single Saturday with our weekly podcast. And all all the yes, we are going to reality of wrestling. We are challenging Booker T. It's happening. Uh, But yes, uh, speaking of what Nick Khan said, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter reported that WWE is no longer looking at independent talent for scouting purposes, like uh, Andrew said earlier for the company. Although it was suggested this will eventually change over time as WWE has gone back and forth in the past, the feeling is that companies like AEW can have all the independent names. The company is planning to scout by looks and not because wrestlers have got themselves over elsewhere. Instead, they'll teach people with the right look how to be wrestlers. It was noted that WWE isn't the only industry that does this as everything from movies to TV and even local news scout based on looks. WWE plans to bring in more athletes and do more tryouts like what they recently had in Las Vegas going forward. Top Guy JJ, what do you think about WWE no longer scouting independent talents? I mean, mean, WWE, this is not 1999. You got to understand that. I mean, anybody that comes from any form of talent have been in another wrestling organization, whether it's local, independent, somewhere else. There are more wrestling promotions they have than, than they have ever been. So you think you're just going to get somebody that graduated straight out of college and just going to be like, oh, yeah, you're going to come to the Performance Center and spend five years there and I'm actually not going to get on live shows and get in front of crowds and see how, see how they can craft their character. This ain't going to last long. I give this about two months. This ain't gonna last long. I mean, they they think they, they think they could stick they, they stick to their guns and and do some dumb shit like this. But understand, this is 2021 again and not 1999 2000. The the, the, the scouting that OVW ain't the only place for talent no more, bro. Mm-hmm. It ain't the only place anymore. There's way more organizations that actually gives them compensation and actually gives them money and gives them a chance to get merchandise and actually gets other sales and gives them time on a microphone in front of live people. This actually happens now in other places other than the WWE. So we will see how that works out for WWE moving forward. Speaking of that, uh, Samoa Joe spoke with our good friend Alex McCarthy this week about the directive for news for signing new talent. He says, as for the directive, uh, yeah, there has been a directive and they do come straight from this McMahon. Vince says, hey, this is what we want, but the directives is weird. They've been around for forever. I worked for WWE and developmental when I first started in California and those directives existed, but they change. It changes back 
specifics to the needs of the company. It's funny. I read article articles. I know exactly what you're talking about. I read the outrage about the directive and I'm like, this, this is nothing different. Then uh, next week, the directive will be different. I think at this point, the track record of NXT and the hiring process has shown that. And there have been different cycles where different types of athletes come in. Everything from independent talents come to straight up athletes. These directors change and they shift basically based on what the company needs are at that time. Fightful Select has more details on Pete Dunn's contract status with the company. According oh, to gosh. Fightful, WWE recently offered Dunn a contract extension, though the length of the extension reportedly varied among different sources. However, an anonymous WWE rep did indeed confirm that the extension has been offered. Do you think Pete Dunn re-signs with WWE, Andrew? Oh, for sure. I, I, I definitely think Dunn is sticking around. Like I've, I, I, I really don't have like no in-depth explanation, but I, I just, I just think he's, you know, I, I, I mean, I, I could see him going elsewhere. Cause like, I mean, if AEW is looking for that next big, like star from the UK, Anthony Gogo could be that, but I feel like he's not, when you comparing him and Pete Dunn's in-ring skill is not even, yeah. you know, and, and I don't like no disrespect to Kip Sabian, but I don't think he's going to be that that guy so if aw is or, or or maybe not it's other places to work you know it's impact our wage but we just looking at so sort of the two nationally televised companies so we just gonna narrow it down between those two if he was to leave the wwe and go and go there he could possibly be that you know that european star that that star from the, that, that british star that they're looking for but like i i don't know why i just kind of see done sticking around in, in in wwe he'll probably end up taking the uk title from uh from Ilya uh, at some point later down the line, now that Ilya's in the U.S. So not full time, but you know he's here. I, I think he might be the guy to beat Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship. I think that might um, be his his uh, his next his next goal to get. We got Eric Eric Carter uh, uh, joining us in the live chat. Welcome, welcome! Hit that subscribe button. Whole bunch of great content going on. A lot of good stuff that we're talking about here. According to PW Insider, the current plan is to have John, Johnny Gargano be the top heel for NXT moving. forward forward with Pete Dunn and Roderick Strong also set to be big players on that side of the alignment chart. This is off of the heels of losing their top two heels in Adam Cole and Karrion Cross after TakeOver 36. Uh, in more NXT News Wrestling Inc. reports that one fan who is who wished to remain anonymous was told to leave after tweeting live spoilers of the latest NXT tapings. The fans said they regularly attended tapings over the past few years and did not get any warning before they had to leave. In addition, Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net noted that the, his correspondent was removed from the tapings with the contributor uh, approached and told that a producer saw him texting on camera and had been watched uh, for a while. The person who approached uh, the fan had a photo of the fan using their phone. So, Bro, NXT can, I, can, I, can I just add in on this real quick? Go ahead. I, I, I think that is like the dumbest thing from a writer slash journalist and anybody that's in that position. That is so stupid. Like, especially considering that NXT used to be taped and spoilers yes. got out all the time. And you want to know what? The show was actually good. So people tuned in anyway because you wanted to see exactly what happened. I remember when uh when, when they when they uh when they did the, the title switch, when when Champa won the title, and I remember the spoilers got out. People tuned into the show because they, they wanted to see like how it actually same happened. thing with Keith Lee so, when he won same, when he became double champion. That got that got leaked ex, out. Exact same thing that got leaked out. 
and people and guess what people because, watched because they wanted to see how it actually happened like if you just present a good show then it won't matter like what spoilers get out like i i i, I really don't understand the whole kicking people out because they're tweeting spoilers thing like it, it just really doesn't make sense to me at all biggest mistake in wrestling history happened when yeah i'll go say biggest mistake in wrestling history happened when they when wcw spoiled monday night raw's results and everybody tuned in the raw to see where <laughs> see it happen <laughs> Yeah, when Mick Foley won the WWF yeah. Championship. Yes, one of the most famous in history. More NXT news. According to PW Insider, there has been a push from WWE for Walter to be featured on NXT TV more often after his match with Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, I don't think so. I was saying, I'm pretty sure y'all have heard him in interviews. He's like so adamant about like I'm I'm not about to come over here and move here full time and, and get ruined and, and get <laughs> ruined. <laughs> like uh, honestly, I I think if he stayed in the next I think that would be you know I think it would work. Monday Night Raw, eh? Um, yeah. Uh, Nah. Yeah, and and they can't pay him enough in NXT to come to the no, U.S. No, and no. live full time. So yes, yes, the famous Vince Dikembe Mutombo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fucking have Walter come to Monday Night Raw and beat Akira Tozawa in matches. Bro, wait, so I, I remember when Walter when he debuted on Raw and he faced Seth Rollins. Did, didn't he lose? Uh, no, he lost that the Survivor Series. Survivor no, but, Series. No, no, but remember he did face Seth Rollins on that show, and it, and it was a DQ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a DQ, a DQ, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Vault ain't coming to the. He ain't coming to the Rasa. That ain't happening. He ain't coming. Sorry, sorry, sorry. All the fans. He know better. He know better. He know better. Wrestling Inc. reports that one of, <laughs> on certain on certain sections of WWE Shop uh, website, Edge is listed as a Raw superstar instead of SmackDown. So it could be a sign that he will be switching brands during the whole draft, according to PW Insider as well. The babyface turn of uh, John Morrison is a new direction right. going forward, and he will not end up uh, reconciling with the Miz, and that this is a they're Thank gonna God. do a babyface push for him apparently. Right, so. We, we, we 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 not gonna sit here and praise Edge like he ain't stopped Grand Girl from getting a bag on Dynamite. We 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 just we just not gonna gloss over that Grand Girl. I mean, apparently to, Gang Girl got paid still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I, I'm trying I'm trying to be funny about it. But more so, like, <laughs> I mean, the, 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 I mean, the yo, I'm telling you, you you're talking to wrestling Dynamite, fans, bro. You talking to wrestling fans? They gonna take that shit to heart. <laughs> the, the the fact that we that he was actually was supposed to debut. I mean, on Dynamite with the whole thing. I, I think that would have been... Well, I don't know how they necessarily... Bro, that shit would have been a one-off appearance. Yeah, I know. I mean, hey, I would have liked it. I would have liked it. I like Edge's shit way more. Sorry, not sorry. Hey, I would have liked it. Way better. I would have liked it if we got the blood. If we got the blood spitting out, I would have been down for it. The Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Speaking of that... I marked out to Edge. I would have been like, okay, that's cool with Gangrel. I would have I would have marked out to Gangrel as well. Reported that uh, there there were multiple changes made to this week's dynamite, including Gangrel not being used. Uh, he was intended to appear on the show somewhere, and it was canceled due to Edge using the Bruise entrance last weekend during uh, SummerSlam. AEW also noted that Gangrel was paid anyway, as if he had been appeared on the show. Also, 2.0 were supposed to be key, have key roles on the show, but Matt Lee's wife gave birth to their first 
baby. Congratulations. Nice. And uh, resulting in Tony Khan giving him the week off. However, another change would also have involved a match that was planned to be advertised late, but was canceled due to two people set for, for the match uh, tested positive for COVID-19. Neither had symptoms, but AEW found out about it and they ended up, they ended those plans. And uh, Tony Khan said COVID is just a reality of sports now. And sometimes uh, people miss big shows or big games. And uh, Khan also said that he knew the episode. <laughs> done. Yo, everybody's <laughs> failing the crate challenge. <laughs> he knew the episode could be a larger yeah. than usual audience due to see yeah, I can so he wanted to showcase the biggest names he could, but realized that due to changes, the show wasn't going to produce the match quality he wanted outside of Orange Cassidy and Matt Hardy and the Lucha Bros and Varsity Blondes. Uh, during the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, it was noted that speaking of what Andrew said earlier about AEW deals, Chris Jericho's deal is set to expire in a year and a half. Jericho signed with AEW in January 2019, and it was a for three years. However, there is a one-year option on the contract, so Jericho could remain with the company into uh, 2023. And the latest Wrestling Observer Radio has also noted that the upcoming Chris Jericho cruise and if uh, AEW talent will be involved, it was noted that there will likely be AEW wrestlers on the cruise, but with split rosters due yeah, to episodes... Yep, episodes of two TV in October, and it was noted that an episode of Rampage could happen on the tour. The cruise runs from October 21st to 25th, and AEW recently announced an episode of Dynamite for Orlando on the 23rd. So this means there will be some wrestlers working Dynamite and others on the cruise. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, the plan was always for John Moxley to face Kojima at the at the All Out event. The reason Moxley uh, had been cutting promos about Hiroshi Tanahashi was to make people think it would it would be him while building something for later. Moxley initially asked Tony Khan for a program with New Japan Pro Wrestling, and that was always supposed to be Kojima. And speaking of that, New Japan Pro Wrestling has announced four matches for their upcoming strong uh New Japan Strong Autumn Attack tapings for September 25th and 26th. On the 25th, Minoru Suzuki will versus Fred Rosser. Will Ospreay will versus Carl Fredericks. And on the 26th, um, Minoru Suzuki and Lance Archer versus Tom Lawler and Royce Isaacs. And Leo Rush versus Taji Ishimori. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm yes, looking sir. forward to Ishimori. Uh, who do you think wins that one between Rush and Ishimori, Andrew? Prop for... Uh... I, I really can't. I mean, I can I see Leo Rush taking it. Like, I, I was going to touch on him, like, you know, saying he's retired and stuff. Like, I know that he still obviously has uh, contracted dates with New Japan that he has to finish up. But I, yeah. I just find, I just find it real hard to believe because I feel like they're going to throw a lot of different matchups at him. And he, that is going to reignite that, you know, that, that flame again. Like, I, I just can't see him permanently staying retired. But if he does, like, truly come out of this and, like, he says he's done, like, then I'll know that he's probably more than likely checked out on wrestling. Like, even the fact that AEW wanted to give him a deal and like let him go have the surgery and just sign him just to you know when he comes back like dude like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i like i, I mean but I, I mean we we all deal with shit differently you know what i'm saying so i can't speak on that personally but like aw they, they still wanted him in there and then the fact that he was able to work with new japan and work the independence and still do his music and stuff like that like he had yeah. it, it ready made but i mean you know like i said we all deal with shit differently and you know 
and certain things hit us all differently. So you know. yeah, he, he's dealing with it, but I'm glad he's going to be back in the ring. He was good uh, during New Japan Resurgence yeah. uh, two weeks ago, so uh, hopefully he's going to be continuing on in wrestling and. Hopefully, when this whole pandemic calms down, we see him in Japan proper in the in the uh, junior heavyweight division. Uh, Impact Wrestling, the Wrestling Observer newsletter, had some big news and reports that Braun Strowman is likely heading for Impact Wrestling once his non compete clause is up from WWE. Uh, Strowman has hinted at both was hinted at by Scott Demore during a recent Twitch stream where Demore mentioned Braun for Glory, and this was the same stream where Buddy Matthews was teased for this week before the impact but that never came to pass so take this rumor with a grain of salt but compact jj what do you think about braun Strowman or buddy murphy showing up in impact wrestling mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean i guess i guess you know it'll be a nice moment for braun Strowman, but that's not something i care about i mean it's not something that i'm excited for i'm more excited for buddy murphy because I know he will put on some pretty good matches. He will put on some awesome matches, but I would love to see him and Chris Bay go at it. Um, There's matches that I believe that Buddy Murphy can have an impact that would be stellar. Braun Strowman only has Moose, and that's, like, literally it to me. Oh, oh, Morris, whatever, Will D. Morrissey. Morrissey. Yeah, whatever whatever they name him over there. Um, but other than that, there's nothing for him over there. So I'm not excited at all. Well, there may be, oh, though. He might, have, he might have the draw, you know, Sammy Callahan that can also have pretty, well, pretty, you know. Uh. Well, someone from his past has also been teased to show up in, uh, in, in either Impact Wrestling or AEW, and I'm talking about Bray Wyatt. Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer no. Newsletter said that expectations is that that Bray Wyatt would be signing with AEW uh, since his uh, when his non-compete clause is up. But in a recent appearance on Sunday night's main event, Meltzer added that Impact Wrestling is really after Wyatt as well, though the belief is that Wyatt will eventually choose to sign with AEW. If you're Bray Wyatt, do you sign with AEW or Impact, Andrew? <laughs> I, I mean, like if you're looking at for, for Bray Wyatt, like I don't, I never thought Bray Wyatt was like this fantastic in ring worker. Like I don't think that's his forte. Like I'm yeah. not saying he's a bad wrestler, but I'm like I just don't like. But when I think of Bray Wyatt, I'm not thinking about in ring work. So if I'm thinking about like him trying to present this sort of cult character or something along those lines, you would want to go to the place that has the better production for that, and that's obviously AEW. So I'm gonna have to you know roll with AEW on that one. Like I feel like. I, I know there have been uh, people, uh, even Uno, Evil Uno and, and John Silver and Alice Winter, they've all publicly spoken, like loudly spoken, that they don't want any more members of the Dark Order. They don't want any additions. They don't want anybody to try to fill Brody Lee's shoes. Like I, I've heard Preston Vance say that the only thing that should be done as far as somebody taking that spot is his son. And that's like 10 years from now, seven years <laughs> from now. Like if you were to slot anybody in that position, you can't find somebody better than one of his real life best friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if, if you were, if you had to narrow it down, only people I'm looking at that could possibly take over the dark order that I think people would be intrigued in is, of course, Brody Jr. But that's like, you know, it's only 18, a decade from now. Not only a, <laughs> only a decade from now, you got Bray Wyatt, and I think I think a, a sleeper choice that people are really sleeping on is Anna J. Like you know, she would mm, how Brody he was like really speaking big on her and recruited her in. And like I think he told somebody during the interview, he was like, "Don't let the wrestling the wrestling business ruin her or something like that." You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
I think she's a sleeper pick, but like again, if, if you were to choose anybody that's going to take over that spot and sort of be that sort of de facto leader for Dark Order, like you can't get no better than you know than than, than Bray Wyatt or Wyndham Rotunda or whatever he's going to go by. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm. I, that would be very interesting. A great story to be said. You know, at a feud with Bray Wyatt and Hangman Page for the love of Dark Order or something like that. There's a lot of intriguing ways they can bring them in. And uh, we got Stat King here saying, "If I'm Bray, I go to stop Impact Impact Wrestling." <laughs> Cut, yo! Stop this cap, yo! Cut the shit, yo! It's a Bray Wyatt. You can't yo, stop it. Both of y'all, Andrew and Stat, stop oh, whoa, it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Cut the cap. Cut the what? cat. What? Bray, no, no Bray and M, like, no, no, wait, no. Wait, this wait, is wait, absolutely wait, wait, fucking not. He didn't say that. He I know didn't he say did. he in, Yo, you entertained it for like 36 seconds, <laughs> and then you made the right call and said, hey, yo, stop the cat. Stop the cat. Bray Wyatt, stop the cat. Stop the cat. Yo, stop the cat. Everybody is failing yo, this this, yo, this yo, great yo, challenge. Yo, um, stop. 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 Final, I get Bray. I get I get Braun. Bray, stop it. Stop it. Stop our, it now. Final news <laughs> notes. Uh, we got to send our best wishes to Jay Briscoe. He was absent from ROH Glory by Honor due to COVID protocol. Uh, he had to miss due to the protocol. So hoping he, he is doing well. And then also Minoru Suzuki US World Tour got some matches announced this, this week. Uh, GCW highest in the room <laughs> on... <laughs> To explain, Andrew, we have to do stick figures for any New Japan uh, stars because we got copyright claim from New Damn. Japan for no, for no, using. Japan, bro, they are so petty with that. Like, yes, I, but you know how many people they've hit them with the with, with the with the different claims just for gifts on Twitter. I'm like, dude. Yes, that's how, that's how most of the people found out about New Japan in the first place. I'm like, why why would you hinder your product like that? That's how so many people like even back in 2017, 2016, bro. That's how so many people. Like really got into New Japan and started subscribing to NJPW World because they saw the gifts and videos online and shit. And like now you, you taking away like that, that that that's like one of the most craziest decisions I've ever seen. Like that's that that's where like a, a majority of their Western fan base came from Twitter. Like yeah. <laughs> Exactly, but but it it started a running gag on our show where we have stick figures for all the stars. I don't know if that's, Romeo that's, has that's had, right has now. any others in the in the background because we've had stick figure <laughs> Tadahashi, we've had stick figure Shingo, we've had stick figure Koto Ibushi. The latest I do like is uh stick figure Minoru Suzuki. That one is uh, is a very good good uh job there. But uh he's gonna Suzuki be very seeing. Yes, place. he's gonna. He's going to be versus Jonathan Gresham in GCW. This stick figure, Hiromu, Hiromu Takahashi. Uh, he's going to be... Minoru Suzuki is also going to be versus Homicide in New York City for GCW. GPW has him versus Davey Richards. And WCPW has him versus Daniel Garcia. So a whole bunch of big matches. And then finally, we have the big shows this weekend from NWA. See, there's stick figure Tadahashi there. Yo, my, favorite, yo, my favorite one is the worst one of all of them is stick figure Shingo. Stick figure Shingo Takaki. Where is that? That shit is fucking <laughs> awful, yo. It just looks like, yeah, they stick figure shit, go. They stick figure shit. Take the mask. 
bro. You can't make this shit up, bro. You can't make this shit up. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. So NWA Empower is going to be tonight. NWA 73 anniversary tomorrow. Uh, They got the big women's invitational club with uh, Lady Frost, who's going to be the number one entrant. Uh, Tootie Lynn, Chelsea Green, Jamie Single, uh, Debbie Malenko, make her return to pro wrestling. Bianca Carrillo, Genocide, Thunder Kitty, Masha Slamovich, one of our favorites we've had here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, and Kira Hogan, the winner, is going to get a shot at the NWA Women's World Championship at the 73rd anniversary. You're also going to see Sky Blue versus Christy Jane. You're going to see Paula uh, Mayfield versus Kenzie Page. In a battle of the brands, it's going to be NWA's Kylie Ray versus uh, AAA's Chica Tormento versus AEW's Diamante. Uh, NWA World Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament is going to th- be the Hex or or Hell uh, on Heels versus Red Velvet and Kylie King of AEW. Uh, you're also going to see uh, in the NWA Women's World Tag Team Tournament, uh, Hell on Heels versus the Hex. Uh, you're also going to see the Free Bays versus Kylie Ray and Red Velvet. Uh, those are the tournament matches there. You got and the two matches we're going to predict here for the NWA World Women's Championship. It's going to be Layla Hirsch of AEW versus the NWA's Camille. Who do you think wins this one, Andrew Thompson? Uh, Camille's winning for sure. One hundred percent. They they they're not dropping the title. They're not taking the title off for no time soon. Yeah, I mean that that size advantage was ridiculous on that episode of uh, Dynamite. But I think that yeah, Camille's gonna win. I think Layla Hirsch is gonna have a great performance and stand out on this card because she has a, a different feel and a different wrestling style from a lot of the other ladies on the card. But I think that Camille gets the victory here. Who do you got, Top Guy JJ? Yeah, I really like legit Layla Hirsch, man. But this ain't the match for her, bro. I love. Mm. I like her. I really like her. Like, I think she's gonna be like somebody to 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 reckon with in the next few months. But this ain't it. This ain't the match, bro. Mm-hmm. Not not against Camille. And then for the Impact Wrestling Knockouts Championship, the match that's been hyped the most because it's been on Impact on Access TV, it's going to be Diana Parraza defending the championship against Melina. Diana Parraza is it's Diana two belts right now, holding the AAA Reina's de Reyes Championship. But she's going to be versing a five-time women's champion who's won titles in the WWE before, and she is being you know assigned this role by Mickey James. Who wins this one, Melina versus Diana? Uh, top guy JJ, the fuck out of here. The, the, the virtuoso all day. <laughs> uh, the best thing about this whole thing is if Melina still does her entrance, like, other than that, like, no, no, wins, I <laughs> she wasn't a good wrestler then, and she ain't a good one now. Sorry. Damn. Not sorry. Damn. All right. You you, you just you just shooting all over the place. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> who you guys, bitch? Finger guns. Uh, probably, probably. Uh. Yeah. For sure. Diana Perrazzo. But she. But we. That. That. This run that she's had since she left WWE. Like she's been like killing it. That's like an understatement. Like yeah. she's Like she. She's definitely one of those examples of post WWE success. Like they didn't know what the hell to do with her. And then, like, she got a little bit of freedom, and now she, you know, she doing her I think, thing. I so. think Andrew got an interview coming up soon. <laughs> doing <laughs> a thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like, if I if I could, in fact, PR don't be sliding me those, man. No, no, I'm just I'm just busting shit to Melina, but but she ain't she ain't she ain't she ain't beating the virtuosa, bro. No, she definitely not. <laughs> nah. she definitely not. Now we're all in agreement there, oh, Diana. I thought you were talking about Diana Perrazzo. Andrew, Andrew was talking about Diana. Yeah, this one, he, his mind is still uh, on Melina. Uh, yeah, Melina. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I, I, he was starting. I thought we all picked Diana, and I thought he was I trying did, to I, give. 
I thought he was trying to give Melina some compliments no, or some shit. He was talking no, about, was about Deanna. Deanna the whole time. Okay, I right, yeah, see, yeah. see, I you know, I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> I was about, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me with this Melina love. Like what? He, he, he tried to say shots at me off the rip. He I just he just like, he just waving his gun everywhere. Like, he's been, yo, yo, he's been such a nice guy, and I was like, "Is he really giving Melina love right now, too?" Like, Jesus, I, I, I was talking about Deanna the whole time. Jesus, yeah, yes, man, yeah, the virtuoso baby. Yeah, see, virtuoso all the way, man. And then tomorrow, seventy third anniversary for NWA, NWA World Television Champion Tyrus uh, and Jordan Clearwater, and the Mass Man will versus the Pope and the End. You also got a battle royal with the winner uh, becoming the new number one contender for the national championship. The Brawl in the Lou, Tom Lawler versus Crimson versus Tim Storm. You also got the NWA Women's World Title on the line. The winner of Camille versus Layla Hirsch will versus the winner of the Invitational Cup at Empower. NWA World Tag team titles, LaBellion, LaBrellion, uh, LaRebellion, excuse me, versus Aaron Stevens and Kratos. You got the national title, James Storm versus Chris Adonis. The two matches we're going to predict for this card, a dream match of sorts, is going to be Mickey James' first match since leaving WWE, and she's going to go one on one with Kylie Ray. Who do you think wins this one, Andrew? I, I, I don't know why, but I can see Mickey putting over, putting over Kylie, and that, that I can see that more so being her decision. More sort of like I want to put, you know, so sort of the next crop over. All right, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with Kylie Ray on that one. I'm, I'm gonna go with Mickey James only because I believe that Mickey versus Diana is gonna happen at uh, Bound for Glory. I feel like that's why we've been seeing all the promo segments oh, between oh, them, and you should keep Mickey strong going into that big matchup, especially if NWA and Impact are gonna be working more in the future. Who do you got, Top Guy JJ, Mickey uh, or Kylie? I, th- I think I think Drew, you got the right you got the right mindset with, with with Kylie Ray with the younger talent going over. But I think in this stance, Mickey James needs to give NWA the women's power that this you know pun pun intended power. Mm-hmm. And they need they need they need this bad. They need a star from that side pretty bad. I mean they you know they got Camille and everything, but they need a star. Like they need somebody to really put them in the forefront to get them some notoriety. Cause you know, with all due respect, Camille ain't doing it yet, but, um, but Mickey James would, and that would probably be, if you get Mickey James to then put Camille over later on would look really nice for that women's division. Especially them losing Thunder Rosa too. That's right. Yeah. Right. That's rough. They need someone to kind of fill that spot, and Mickey's like the perfect person right now, and she's going to remain with the company because her husband is at the top of it and in creative, and he's in the main event. Nick Aldis will defend the NWA World Heavyweight Championship against Trevor Murdoch in a title versus career match. It was at the last pay-per-view for NWA. Trevor Murdoch was screwed out of the championship. He should have won. He had the pinfall, but he was disqualified by the referee, and now he puts his career on the line against Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis has been NWA World Heavyweight Champion for almost 900 days. So who wins and walks out the chase with the NWA uh, World Heavyweight Championship? And of course, we should also mention one of the greatest NWA World Heavyweight Champion will be in attendance. The Nature Boy, Ric Flair, will be in attendance and he probably will be somewhat involved in this matchup. So who wins Aldis versus Murdoch? Top Guy JJ. Peace to Trevor Murdoch. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor Murdoch is not the dude to dethrone Nick Aldis. Get the fuck out of here with all of this. Murdoch has been real. 
<laughs> you know, you, you you could test Jim Cornette's theory with, with the fried chicken on your back. Oh, um, Jesus. Why'd you you, could, test this, that you could say you could test this theory, but yeah, you know you've been real. You know it's been real. It's been real. You know you're wrong for that. Uh, Andrew, who you got? Uh, Aldis for sure. There is no chance. Like for real, for real, bro. Like I, 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 I think Nick Aldis, like he likes being a big fish in a small pond. I think he, I think yeah. a part of him, like really enjoys that shit. Like he, like I, I would be curious to see how he would be presented or how he would fit in within like a major company. Like I, I, that's what I said. I think he really likes being like that big name, like in a really small pond of talent. So like he feels like a really big deal. It's it's smart by him, to be honest with you. But like I think he. Just a little part of me think he he ducking like a little bit like a, a the, the fear of what could happen if he were to go to a major company and might feel like a uh uh it might be underwhelming. But like Trevor Murdoch, like I even he, he was he was going to retire uh last year. Um, True, he was going to retire. So I think that this probably is just going to be his you know a formal send off. You know he gonna get the big <laughs> the, <laughs> the deuces. So yeah, uh, big yeah, deuces. Nick, Nick, Nick Aldis for sure. Uh, I'm going to say Nick Aldis because I think he's going to drop the title to woo the 17 time, 72 years old. Rick Flair is going to beat Nick Aldis. They're going to try, they're going to try to get a headline. Rick Flair, NWA world's heavyweight champion. Yes. Yes. I think they're going to do it. They got to do something drastic to get attention. And I think that's going to be it. So I think they're going to set it up here, but that is all. That shit shit would be horrible. Real quick, real quick. That's a complete That shit would be God awful. Don't nobody want to see that. Thank you, Romeo. Don't nobody want to see that, bro. Rick Flair, stay on the outside. But no, I'm pretty sure with Rick, they probably going to have him come out and present the, you know what I'm saying? Do the whole. Yeah. The title and all I, can, stuff, I can you know see I can see Trevor Murdoch winning this because this would be the big baby face winning and he was screwed at the last pay-per-view. Maybe. They kind of view him as their dusty roads. I can see them doing that. JJ. I can see them doing that. That's just me. <laughs> That's just me. But they got to go in a different direction. Maybe someone new comes in after this match and sets up a match with Nick Aldis. But yeah, they got to do something. But that is going to be for the NWA this weekend. You can expect us to go live tomorrow for Empower Review. It's going to be myself, Miss Chrissy Love, and the Stat King, the expert on NWA on the Trio Heat YouTube channel. We're going to be reviewing Empower, and he will also be doing a review of 73rd anniversary anniversary later on this week but that is all for true hill heat 140 let's thank the awesome the insightful andrew thompson for joining us good sir sir. you have been one of our favorite guests sir a whole bunch of great laughs you got top guy jj shooting because you were here and he wanted to impress you so i thank you for being here but andrew please let the people know where they can find you on social media and anything else you got going on my good brother no, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. JJ, you are fucking hilarious, bro. For real. <laughs> you, you are hilarious. Though. No, I enjoy I appreciate y'all inviting me on, man. Uh, yeah, they find me on Twitter at adthompson underscore underscore, and you can check out my written work at postwrestling.com and my interviews at the Andrew Thompson Interviews YouTube channel. This man is doing great things. One of the young goats of the wrestling media game and representing for for African-Americans in this wrestling media game. I love to see it. I love to see your success. And that's why we will surely have you on True Hill Heat once again in the future, my good brother. Top Guy JJ, please let the people know where they can find you and all your insights, sir. That reality of wrestling. (laughs) Instagram, you can find me on you can find me on Instagram at True Hill underscore top guy JJ. 
weekly here on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. You can find me here with, with, with SP and the beautiful Miss Chrissy Love. We miss you, boo. Miss you this week. Can't wait to see you when you come back. Um, great to have you here, Drew. I mean, it was, a, it was a pleasure having you on here. It was awesome. And you could catch me on some round tables here and there. But I mean, yo, this is what True Hill Heat is about. Yo, you shoot the shit, show. You got to be able to speak the truth here. If you don't speak the truth here, go elsewhere, man. Go to one of them WWE-created shits that you can speak like Booker on. Fifth generation Carney said it best. I love all the True Hill Heat. Please have Andrew come back. Peace and love to everyone. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Enjoy your Saturday, Fifth Generation Carney, and everyone else who joined us live for this edition of True Hill Heat. This was a whole bunch of fun. You can find me. Trevor Murdoch. <laughs> Trevor and Trevor Murdoch. And Trevor Murdoch. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TrueHillSP3. <laughs> Check out all the great content that we have up on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. There was the TakeOver and SummerSlam roundtables. There was NX3 this week. Rated Raw Superstars, as always, live on Mondays. Uh, we had AE Recap that dropped yesterday with uh, with Jimmy McRam and Marcus Cash. And we got a whole big week coming up next week. It's all out week. So we have a AEW all and, out and yeah. uh, uh MetLife Dome. Exactly. Yep. Yep. That's New Japan. We we can't review that though, because you know they 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 don't want us to use their material. So, Damn. but we will talk about it. We will talk about it here. <laughs> <laughs> we we will talk about no, it here. No, no. <laughs> we will talk about it here on True Hill Heat next Saturday. It's going to be myself, Top Guy JJ, and we'll have a special guest. We'll announce that during the week. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True Hill Heat. And of course, like this video, share this video with all your wrestling fans, friends, and family. If you're watching our replay, let us know in the comment section below what you thought about all the latest wrestling news and Top Guy JJ's rant and Andrew Thompson's insight. Let us know in the comments section below and if you're new push the subscribe button hit the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on true hill heat so for andrew for top guy jj it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 this has been true true hill heat this has been true hill heat 140 the summer the summer of returns we are signing off until next time